This is Justin Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics. And this is Jacob Brass with Longleaf Fertilia, and you are listening to the Herpeticulture Podcast, which is part of the Herpeticulture Network. Enjoy. Put a little hot sauce on that ketchup. Glad I you know what I'm uh, what I'm I saying. hit record a few seconds later. Oh boy! We're out Welcome here. everybody! Oh wow, Jake's real co-getter this week. Yeah, Carry man. On. This is episode one sixty of the Herpeticulture Podcast. I'm Jacob Brown's Longleaf from Tilia. I'm Justin Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics. And this episode, oh, go ahead, Chris. God damn right. it! You deserve Chris it. Chris Paint well. job with Badlands Herpeticulture. I'm sorry. I messed <laughs> he up. was so. I know for the last like two Damn. weeks, we've announced that John Lasseter was going to be our guest this week. John had to reschedule last minute. And so Chris sent me a text saying, I believe you you need me. Yes. And, and it's was like, as it turns one, out, one on he just one knew. on one. You know what I mean? One on one not, on one. Go. Not mad about it with our man of the year. That's right. Fellow Herpeticulture Network host of Corn yes. Stars, Mr. Pain Pain Scab. Pain stab, day. baby. Pain, it's definitely day. so. That's pain shop, P-A-I-N-S-E-H-A-B. Yeah. For anybody out there wanting to send yeah. me a Mother's Day gift, pain, uh, pain <laughs> shop. Pain shop. Happy Wait, Cinco so de Mayo, boys. Let's oh do yeah, this. I had I had fish tacos tonight. It was great. Nice. Yeah. You know, big old giant fuck you to Napoleon the Third, right? Little little, yep. <laughs> little celebration of a, a little battle, right? Let's go, fuck you, France. I mean that to every single French person listening. <laughs> I watched uh, Sicario for the first time yesterday at work, so if that counts as some oh, sort of... Let's go. You know what I'm saying? Cinco Let's de make Mayo. moves. Benicio Del Toro Let's is a freaking animal in that movie, man. It was awesome. Dude's a phenomenal actor. Phenomenal. Hell yeah. Well, oh. this episode was also brought to you by... Blackboxcages.com Where you can get the best racks in cages... On the mother freaking market. With the best lead times in the biz. Best of the best. Best. In all ways, shape, and all form. And form. At all times. At all times. Forever. Forever. <laughs> We're not playing around when we say this, people. I don't think you understand. This is not a joke. They're not called purple box. They're not called blue box. No. It's called black, black box. box. Because their stuff is so awesome, it's just this void of anything negative, and it will light your life, especially if you get the white PVC. It will be a beacon of light in the dark, dark, dark. It's called black box recesses because of your in life a vat, room. in a vat of blackness, they are the only light. It's so bright that they lights are... don't even want anything to do with it. No. It's like in Lord of the Rings when dude held up his staff and the light went everywhere, and all the orc things just evaporated like a nuke. That's what happens. Their stuff that, is so bright, it makes everything else black. That dude has a name, and that is Gandalf. <laughs> we yeah. will refer to him only <laughs> as Gandalf. I'm sorry. Right. The, uh, oh, man. Yeah, what other oh, movies has Jesus. he been in? I forget. Do the Magneto. Other ones, do the yeah, other ones even Magneto matter? with his staff. And he went, Me. He said, I have the power. And they all just all the darkness in the valley of Mordor just disappeared. 
That's what black box cages do when you yeah. get the white PVC and they're black. They're <laughs> they, black PVC. They make all your other cages, all your other cages just disappear. They're you black, don't, you they're, don't even think about it. Black PVC is like the Death Silk. Star before it gets blown up. It's just awesome. This it's, is going to be a great a night, sheer, guys. It's the it sheer marvel oh. of architecture. It's beautiful. And then there's Steve and his hot sauce, which are also awesome if you like hot sauce. You should totally grab some of those. Uh, we had the with your black box rack. Albuquerque Rattlesnake Museum on Snakes and Stogies over Monday, and they have like a whole collection of like hot sauces and stuff. So me and Phil are talking about grabbing them a set to send to them to put on their display with all their stuff. So check that out. The cottonmouth sauce, that's where it's at. When you're Man, when you're I evaporating mites. I could have slapped some some slapping some cottonmouth sauce on there. That, well, that would have been the icing on the Cinco de Mayo cake. Dude, I was gonna say I could have slapped some cottonmouth sauce on those tacos tonight, boy. Oh, what kind of fish been. was it? Um tilapia. Oh. I don't know. My roommate made it. So. The ball python of fish. Pretty much. <laughs> the food line special, baby. I'm kidding. Yeah, I don't yeah. mind tilapia. I feed my water snakes tilapia. That's where it came from. I have some extra for feeding. <laughs> no, he, had, he went and bought some. I was like, what kind of fish is this? He's like, tilapia. I was like, bro, I had, I have like a bunch of fillets in Let the me know I got a pack extra. of fillets in the freezer, you got, dumb son of a bitch. <laughs> I could have gave you several of them. A whole pack. A whole bag. I'm wasting money. A whole bag of tilapia. <laughs> I got a box of frog legs of that I have yet to... I bought them last night, and by the time I got home... I was like, I ain't cutting all these in half. Dude, I have a bunch of frog legs. I just have not gotten around to feeding off yet. I, I, I need life to chill out. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's my girlfriend. not going to happen. It's, no, it's Chris not. Is like, that's a tall order. <laughs> that's, that's, you just, you, Jesus it, it, is going to look on you, boy. We're say, almost there. No, no, so. we're almost there. We're so close. I need a few other things to get fixed and calm down and. As those waves crash bigger and bigger and the ocean swells, the Lord will look down on you. And as you ask for forgiveness, he will say, he will say, swim harder. I don't. <laughs> swim harder, Jake. Just <laughs> swim harder. I don't. Some version of a DJ Shadow song where they were talking about like the apocalypse and they talked about the end of times. And he was talking about something about. You asked God why, and all he did was stare. And all he did was, and all laugh. I imagined was like Fantasia with a giant demon thing at the end. Oh, not yeah. saying a word, just looking at you and just giggling, saying, Pfft. <laughs> "Last six years of my marriage, boys." You know what I'm saying? We're just, <laughs> we're just to the next day. <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. My wife's the best. God likes to pick off my feelers and watch me squirm. <laughs> oh man! Oh God! <gasps> The, Dude, oh. I keep forgetting people can't hear this music in the background that we got and I'm over here like beatboxing oh, yeah, to and I'm like, wait, I probably, I probably just look like a freaking idiot. Yeah, Justin's my, got like disco music bopping in the it's background. It's not disco music, like, it's just oh, a house oh, focus oh, playlist. Oh, it's just oh, nice oh, instrumental stuff. House in music? Background. What are you, a fucking frat guy? My, my neighbor's you, playing the mean? weed eater guitar. Jesus. It's pretty dope. The weed eater guitar. The best guitar, boy. What beer is that you have? And were you smoking a lot Imperiosa? Yeah, it's a lot Imperiosa. I can't see me, so there you go. There you go. The Corona. Oh, let's go. Uh, yeah. Well, it was it the longer like one, but I clipped the end off of it because we had some uh, tobacco leaf issues. These are, you know, handmade, uh, individualized items. So sometimes you do have imperfections in your role. Sometimes uh, Chris names them. Hmm. I did. So I did move the table over some and my chair because the camera. It was either like you saw the crap in the corner behind me, 
or you saw none of me, so I had to shift things over a little bit. I hope you don't mind. Not that it. I honestly don't can't even tell. Yeah, at I was all. gonna say it's not like you. You get a no. choice, anyways. Yeah, I'm almost starting to wonder if we shouldn't go with like the full camera again, because it kind of like throws me off in the camera when I go. What do you mean it you. throws you off? I don't know. It's just kind of weird. Also, why are you? Lo- why do you look so small in your camera? Who? You. Jay. I want you Man, to sit tiny. on Justin's because lap like a lower. kid visiting the Easter Bunny, and y'all just share a didn't. mic. <laughs> that sounds horrible. It'd be cute as shit. That'd be great, dude. Because like, if you look, if people watch the cameras, like I almost look like taller than you. Yeah. But if I went over and sat in your lap right now, people would be like, "What?" You'd be like, Boop. "It'd be like it'd be a little just a little, I look it's like an a little optical child. illusion. I'd be like a little child sitting in sitting in Santa's lap." But anyways, on today's menu, we have these uh. We gotta get in focus on the camera. These are Happy Dad. They're Happy, Happy Dad, Dad. Uh, seltzers. They're uh, they're gluten free, which is good for my God. Uh, my gluten allergy. And they're like a hundred calories. I started with a beer, and then I realized I'm gonna have too many beers, and then so I was like, <laughs> I'm gonna drink some of these, <laughs> and then I'll get back on the beers. Uh, I I've only got like 13 left, so that should last the next hour. Yeah. Um, yeah. We just it's a little Cinco de Mayo. I was uh, I was I was down a little down a little I was down a little Cap Morgan for a guy here. That's why I was a little amped up when I, I rolled in. Yeah, so. yeah this I might had, be this is gonna be Chris's last episode. Shout out to Casey <laughs> Cannon. Love you. <laughs> I am I am on a pinch. Well, real I quick, I had some beer. Damn it! Today, I'm actually meant to bring a beer. There's I think there's there might be a Modelo left in the fridge if you want it. Oh, Are you being for real? Yeah, socially appropriate we, as well, my man. It. Someone left it. You're just gonna have to look around in there. There's nothing in there, so it'll be easy to find. Yep. Maybe the bottom drawers or something. Uh, so today we started the Snakes and Stogies May raffle. That is officially off the ground and going. Check it out at herpediculturenetwork.com. So we have a really nice female, low expression, red coastal from Eric Hernandez at Basuka's Ectotherms. Ectotherms. Look, he found it. There it is. Uh, we have one of these Snakes and Stogies custom cigar band tumblers it's not the uh, same style it's it's one of the bigger like it gets it's skinnier and then it gets fatter uh like the tr- traditional tumblers um uh, so we're gonna have that and then jeff and kendra donated some powder orange isopods one gallon of oak leaves and some magnolia pods so really cool stuff we're gonna draw for that at the end of the month i think the 28th is the last Monday of the month, and that's when we'll do our drawing. Um, we've already raised a couple hundred bucks. That's uh, awesome. If you have any questions, feel free to message us. Message me. Yeah, don't don't uh, say us as in me, because I won't be able to tell you anything about it. Jake doesn't even know it exists. Yeah, I knew it existed. You just don't involve me in things. You haven't been in the group in like a week. What do you mean? You pop in like which once every like which 72 which hours. Which one? The one on Instagram? Any of them. Uh, I guess that's true. I'm busy, oh, man. You I know how busy I am look, at work? Look, I just moved. That's why. Fuck. I just like, you know, Jake's got a lot going on. This is one less thing. He don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Those waves are crashing harder, Jake. It's the snakes and snakes. I suggest you, you, ask, you, I suggest Chris, you swim man. harder. I sw- I'm swimming, man. I'm swimming as hard as I can. Chris knows. I took I took me like a day and a half to reply back to you the other Anyways. Day. And Chris is my boy, man. I, I'll miss his Chris bag. We're homies. Uh, this raffle is benefiting Crazy. the Asclepius Snakebite Foundation, who we have helped out with raffles in the past. Me and Phil really like them a lot. 
they're doing good stuff. They're not really affiliated with us, you know, in any official capacity. We just like supporting them. So this raffle is for them. Check it out. Herpeticulturenetwork.com. Um, there are some rules and stuff that apply. So go read those and, uh, you know, follow some, the rules, some, some raffle slots. Don't be a dick. <laughs> that was a good episode with uh, Phil the other day with them. It was great on Monday. Yeah, it was. It was It was cool. I wasn't expecting to have, like, the whole thing turned out to be like a virtual tour, more or less, of the yeah. museum. And uh, that was not what we were expecting. Like, Phil kind of gave me a rundown of, like, what those guys do and stuff. And I was, I was like, okay, cool. Let's do it. You know, he set it up. I guess he knew Mike. Uh, and so I didn't really know what to expect going into it. And, uh, it was cool. It was a good episode. Some of those best, some of the best episodes are the ones where we have like no idea what 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 the plan yeah. is. Like we don't have a yeah. plan. We don't know really anything about people we're having on. Um, you know, Phil was well aware of them. I was unfamiliar, and so I was like, okay, let's rock and roll. Let's see there's what happens. That, there's that uninitiated like experience of excitement when like you absolutely have no idea you have a general idea what you're going to be talking about but it's kind of just uh, a random occurrence that that happens and it's great man it's good stuff definitely good happy accidents as they call happy them the accidents music. my goodness uh breeding updates female corn ladies island corn finally dropped i was starting to get a little concerned for her well-being who would have thunk you actually know how to breed snakes hey right i didn't i didn't either 13 eggs they all look yeah, really 13 eggs, boy. Yeah, she laid 10. Yeah, yeah, I remember I meant to mention she, that. That's, she that's laid a lot. 10, and so I pulled those, and I couldn't tell if she was done or not, and I wasn't going to pull her out of the egg box to check. And so I just left her, and then I came back like three or four hours later, and there was three more, and she was done, done. So I took those, threw her some food, and she's like already going into a shed cycle. It's immediate. Nice. Yeah. Holy crap. Like just turned around. She looked pretty good. Dude, she looks. I, I talked about it on Monday. Um, she was pretty thick going in, and so I didn't really feed her a ton leading up to egg laying because I was like, she's got so much going on, she can probably afford to handle egg laying and stuff and not really lose a ton of resources. After she laid them, she looked normal. Like, she looked like the weight she should have been. Right. Which was kind of exactly what I was sort of going for. Yeah. Um, so she looks, she looks freaking perfect, man. She looks nice. fine. There's, like, no... She doesn't look deathly like conjures and stuff do after they lay, you know, where they look like just complete garbage. Yeah. So it's good. Um, good. The female ghost Tessera from Chris that I am borrowing, she had her prelay. She took a, a meal too. So I'm expecting her to drop within the next week or two. Female Dion's, she's looking like she's going to pop. I think she's got another week or so. Um, the Baird's female that I paired up with my hypo male. She is in a shed cycle right now, so that's a prelay. Loma Alta looks gravid. I looked at her this morning a little bit. She's looking nice. like she's got something in the works, which is awesome. Uh, thorn scrubs are completely useless. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the other female, Beaufort County, that I paired, she had a shed. I thought maybe it was a prelay, but it was like a day or two before the Ladies Island female. I don't. It's kind of hard to tell if she's gravid. She is a little on the thicker side. It's also her first year, so I'm kind of on the fence. I've had that mail-in with her off and on for the last, like, two months. Um, so she's she's trying, but I don't know if anything's going to happen with that or not. So we'll see. I don't I don't know. 
And then the Bimaculata, she looked grabbed at one point. She kind of still does now. I haven't had any prelay action from her yet, so I don't. I put the mail back in with her a couple days ago. So uh, Jansen, I shed. I marked that down as a possible prelay, so I'm going to be checking eggs in that box uh, within the next couple weeks as well. Um, we'll see. So a lot going on. It's awesome, man. Chris. Chris, we're getting a lot of feedback on your end. Oh, there we is go. it? For some reason, no, you're all right. Good. You're good. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah I guess it did kind of go away. I don't know. It just got loud for a second. It, it did weird. when he picked it up and was moving yeah. it around. I think it was. Oh, back sorry. Right. You're good. Yeah. You're good yeah. now. No, you're good. Yeah, no, you you can't hear the fan. I just moved the fan closer. No, you're good. Oh, okay. oh that's why. Yeah, it's because yeah, I was. Yeah, I think that's because I was moving the fan. I'm sorry, guys. No, you're good, man. It's all good. Uh, I pulled out the Jans and I and did a deep clean on their cage for the first time in a minute because I don't like to go in there much and, and change things up, but it was kind of time, you know, took out the pothos, got an assessment on sort of where that's at because some of the soil looked like it was kind of disappearing. So pulled them out. She's huge. Uh, not just like, not gravid or anything like that. It's just a big ass snake. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it was cool to see them and sort of interact with them very briefly for about 30 seconds. Mm. Um, yeah, they're they're very hateful little creatures. Man, that one was fine when I grabbed it. That's the boy, the, the female. He's he's not that bad, but that female man, she was puffing out and essing and like coming. Like I had her, I had her tail right. Mm. And she was resting like her front half was resting on the tub, so I was holding that. And she's and I had that short hook, that little hook, the mini hook I use. I for whatever reason, I'm like six foot snakes this is perfect. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so I had her resting on the front, and she started arcing, and she turned, and she was looking like she was about to come at me. So I had to. I had something in this hand, and so I put that down and grabbed the hook and kind of had to like push her away and then just put her back in. But it was when you see those things and they're like doing their display where they're all like puffed up and flattened out and stuff like that, and their mouth kind of opens up a little bit like they're trying to do something, it's like I don't, I'm on the wrong end. They yeah, do like a good. slow tongue flick, right? Yeah, it's so, it's cool, so cool, man. I it's love their tongue flick. Yeah, they're dude, those are those are amazing, man. I love the Jansen eye. Those are, I don't Those are cool snakes. I'm not Those big really on cool like a, I'm not big on a lot of the Ghani Soma stuff, but why not? You nerd, you're missing I don't out. No, but I really like the Jansen. <laughs> Maybe I, if it was an Erodia Jansen, I, you'd be all about it. Probably. Probably. <laughs> Imagine an arboreal Nerodia that just flings shit at you. Oh, oh god. god, that'd be terrible. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> oh god. No, they are awesome snakes, and they're beautiful, man. They're um, just gorgeous. Yeah. There's a book that I need to get that's available in like Switzerland right now that Billy has from that's like a compilation of papers and then there's some information in there i need to get but it's like 120 bucks shipped so i gotta figure out a way to get that and uh i don't if i'm gonna pursue those more i i think i do need to get my hands on another like another pair but at least another female and i haven't seen any of those for sale lately at all no not at all um so I don't know what's Daniel Schwint. Uh, he just got a really nice clutch from from his girl who laid. This is why I think maybe mine was a prelay shed again because he had a female that laid a clutch, a small clutch that he hatched out, probably four or six months ago, if I had to guess. And so he got this other really nice clutch, and I asked him if it was a different female, if it was the same one. He said the same one, and they like from everything I've read, they're not super prone to double clutching like the oxycephalomar uh it could you know whatever i read could be complete bullshit but 
it sounded like they were kind of a one clutch a year sort of snake. Like you weren't going to get, they weren't going to be cranking out eggs like the Boyga do and, and the, you know, some of the other stuff. So he got another clutch. They look perfect. So that made me wonder, it's about the same time frame because his, his female laid shortly before mine did. And then there's the shed from this girl. And so I'm wondering if they're sort of on a similar time, time frame and that maybe she's going to lay again. So that's why I just marked it down as a PLS and then I'll check, you know, periodically check the box and see what happens. So, do you keep those uh, cohabbed year round? Yes. Nice. God, oh, yeah. there's so there's not another snake that looks like that. It, yeah. It's just no, the, the the coloration. Uh, not a lot of things that have heavy, deep, uh, iridescent blacks mm -hmm. have that other uh, monotone kind of uh, monochromatic. Uh, look, it's cool. It's it's, it's it was only you know, a couple of years ago that I even realized they were a thing because I remember I think I was cruising one of the classifieds or something, and maybe it was like an underground ad that had them or something. And I was like, "What yeah. the hell is that?" Yeah, it's like the coolest thing I had ever seen. And of course, I talked to Rob Stone, and Rob's like, "Oh yeah, man, you used to have those <laughs> way back when." And he's like, "No one's, you know, there's not a ton of people breeding them. Like they're not that easy to breed." And I don't know, we'll see, but. I just, it was so cool. Like, immediately, I was like, I had to look up all the information I could and all the pictures yeah. and stuff. And I was like, obsessed immediately. Are you going to what's, what's, oh. what's neat about those is there's, there's not a ton of information out there. Right. And, and, and now you, you know, it, it, as the years go, uh, keeping them, you, you can kind of be a steward of that. Uh, you know, put it, put it in writing, put it, put it on mm -hmm. the, on, on the social media platforms, yeah. YouTube and stuff like that. It's going to be cool. No, uh, I definitely plan on doing an article on, on sort of the whole process with them. Uh, you know, once I want to do that, once I have eggs, once I have babies and so I can get the overall experience because they're really, I mean, aside from, uh, the ganyasoma.org site, there's really not a ton of like detailed information on that, really that genus. And we're talking about true yeah. ganyasoma. So Jansen and oxycephalum, um, you see, I mean, you'll find a bunch of like very similar Wikipedia type articles about them where it's more or less all the same information. But as far yeah. as like something in detailed in terms of like, this is when I had them together. This is what I noticed during this time. This is when I got eggs. This is when they hatched. Like, this is what I incubated them at. This is what I did for incubation. Like the whole thing. Like I would, I really want to do a nice article uh, on that. Kind of quote unquote the care sheet, right? Like the yeah, yeah, but more than just a bunch of bullet points actually getting into, you know, these were the temperatures, these were the swings, these were the seasons. This was barometric situations that caused things. It's cool, man. I'm stoked on those. That's great. It's, I'm glad well, you that's, got them. That is a big part of the, like the fun, at least it's not like trying to be like the, the Jansen eye guy, you know, like that's kind of the thing with like some of those more hard to, hard to acclimate, hard to keep alive sort of stuff that requires much yeah. more sort of attention than, than a lot of other things. It's like, I don't want to be the guy for those, but it's like, to not have anything to really rely on as far as what's on the net and stuff like that, yeah. where you're it's almost going back 30 years, you know, where you didn't have that information at your fingertips and like trying to tweak things and learn it year to year until you can really get it nailed down. And there's not that many people even keeping them really in the U S no. at least on any serious level. So like I'm talking to Daniel Schwint periodically about his eggs and what he's been doing. You know, he's asking me about mine and like, there's a small circle that's we're sort of in cahoots and, and, sort of it's cool man talking about it and talking to matt most and rob stone obviously is a big help because both those guys are pros when it comes to the old world rats and stuff like yeah, that. So, oh, yeah. absolutely wealth absolute well of knowledge right like just endless yeah so having that first clutch even though they all went south uh it's a clutch man it's a clutch and that was sorry 
man, I was almost in tears. Like the day I found them, I was just like, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. Like I, I stuck my hand in the egg box like I had done previously and didn't. I was like, nothing's going to be in here. Yeah. And then I felt something and I was like, what? And then I felt around. And I was like, that's a fucking egg. You know, in, and in that's mo- when I was in, like, what? Like, in, holy in, in most shit. situations, when you have infertile eggs with snakes, it's usually the male's situation, right? So maybe it was yeah. un- out of season for the male, yet the female was ovulating for maybe a second time that season. Because like you said, that was later on. Uh, and maybe now, you, you know, you've experienced uh, uh, a photo cycle that's different, uh, maybe a potential feeding cycle, which I don't know. Your, your, your schedule on it, or if you even keep a feeding schedule. I really don't. Uh, but uh, obvious temperature and barometric pressure swings through the winter. Uh, that mm-hmm. might have kicked them off, man. and just done it. So Yeah, it's from what cool. I read from the Ganyasoma.org site. If you miss them regularly, that seems to really get them going. Yeah. Like it seems, it sounds like you there's a noticeable difference between when you missed them almost daily and when you don't. Yeah. In terms of breeding activity, so that would make sense considering that they're come, you know, they're from Sulawesi. Like that's that's the island they're from. If you, I guess it's islands, that little area. But they're just man, they're impressive snakes, and it's one of those things I've I've learned pretty quickly. If you you work with them really slowly, like if you have them out. You don't make any fast movements. You kind of take your time. Like they're pretty mellow, but it's like as soon yeah. as you you do anything reactionary or you jerk or you twitch or something like, then they get fired up, and that's it's it's like you're you're working with like a sleeping bear. Yeah, got to tiptoe yeah. a little bit. Yeah, but the moment you you knock over that china and it shatters, it's it, uh, it's it's the opposite it's of like a like a ornery pitchophis. Uh, for some reason. If 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 a uh, you know a bull, you it's always bull snakes uh, or a pine. My my black pines get a little fussy. Once they start getting that kind of, it, they put their mind into into defensive measures. If you start being slow or timid or moving around, you're probably getting bit. Yeah. <laughs> or at least they're gonna strike at you. But if you go right at them and just like, nah, man, I'm picking you up. Calm down. Confidence. Fine. Yeah. yeah. They're Confidence just, uh, is key, man. It's it's the opposite with the the Jansen eye. That's cool yeah. though, man. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm stoked. That's that's great. I'm glad they're in your hands. I'm glad they're doing so well for you. Yeah. The uh, I got so I had a I got a male castanya motley from my Kasiki. Mm-hmm. He offered that I, since you don't that's see that's an Everglades rat snake. I don't care about anybody. It's <laughs> not no, but like that castanya stuff. You don't see a ton of. And so mm-hmm. when Mike was like, "You have any interest in this?" I was like, "Hell yeah, I do!" Because I'd love to see that plugged into like blood red stuff, and then breeding some of that back. And just there's all kinds of stuff that I can see myself doing with that that color, you know, that morph. And uh, then I had the AML buff, which ends up it's a pos het red factor from Ryan Cox that came in today. So that's going to be the boyfriend to that AML mask you sent me that bit the shit out of me yeah. this morning. Uh, um, uh... And she is really either good. she is either sun kissed or het sun kissed because she was it was two het sun kissed that made her. See, I'm thinking uh, she's got to be because that that head is white. Like, that head it's is like, a, it, it's a very noticeable difference, like you would see with the sun kiss. Like it is clearly a different. She's like a perfect super mask, right? It, I, it's such yeah, a weird maybe, snake. It's an odd one. That yeah. snake was like essentially given to me. It was weird. Uh, it was a, it was a trade at a show. Uh, I, I gave a guy a couple. Uh, a breeder, uh, Russell Southard. Uh, he, he vends local shows and stuff, does a lot of corn snake. And uh, we had traded. I had some Ultramel stuff. My, 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 I like to think my Ultramel Tessera stuff is, is very nice, very red. 
uh, and he he liked the way the the my my grow outs were progressing, so I gave him some of those, and that female was part of the group that I got from him, and dude, it has that like split down its back. It's like a almost like a paradoxing on its mm-hmm. pattern, which is so weird. It's just it's a cool snake, man. I just had nothing to. I when I was yeah, picking no. through his stuff, I was like, this thing's just absolutely odd looking. And uh, he sent me the list of what it was paired. And I was like, so it's Sunkiss, right? And he's like, I don't think it's Sunkiss. I think it's like Supermask. And I was like, but it's got belly checkers. And he's like, I, dude, I don't know what's going on with the steak, but it's badass. So, yeah, well, that's kind of stuff. It's going to be sort of fun to play with. Is yeah. Kind of like how I was talking about, you know, it'd be fun to get a pair of something from PetSmart yeah. and see what hats are in there and just yeah. like breeding them down the oh, line. Oh, God, but yeah. The, the cool thing about that snake is we know the genetics, right? Like, right. I have the pairing. And it's paired from snakes that he produced. So it's like third generation in his collection. But he was like this one. He, I don't even think he had it for sale. I just, I was like, that's the one I want. Uh, it, it, it's, it's. Sometimes there's something else going on. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe something that's going on with that paradoxing or whatever. It's got that weird thing on its back. Well, I'm starting to wonder if Sunkiss is just like the finger eater gene too, because that head Sunkiss mm. male I have is freakishly on all yeah. the time compared to any of the other corns I have. That sun-kissed male, if it moves, it's food, and he's going to try and go for it. And when I took out that little female this morning, for whatever reason, she's been chill since I got her. I took her out, and she just she grabbed my finger. She hungry. It was like, yeah, and I was like, what, what the hell happened? That little, so the other female you sent me. Mm-hmm. That oh, thing Satan. is a nut. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, dude, you Satan. did not tell me that anytime I'd be opening that tub, it would come springing out Yeah. at the slightest breeze or touch. Like, that, that thing has ended up on my floor. Like, every time I've opened that tub, if I do That's, anything, it's gone. I'm like, what? Like, It's a psychopath. Dude. So that, that snake is, so my male, uh, Tessera Motley Ultramel, uh, paired, uh, het, het Annery, excuse me, Paired to yeah, Absinthe, the snake you have, the uh, Ghost Tessera. That's her. That's her. She's a sweetheart. Yeah. How does oh, this that, her progeny? Dude, I know. And she's like the only snake out of that clutch is like that. But in that clutch, I got a, I got a whole bunch of you know Annery Tesseras, uh, uh, normal so Tesseras. Is, is it related to the ones that Jake has? Uh, it is same father, and okay. I believe the no the the Tessera Annery that. Uh, Jake has, Jake is that one. Het, uh, you know, fifty-fifty. Het Ultramel, Het Amel, and then Het Motley, but also Het Hypo. Do you remember? I don't think the hype. What? I'd have to look. I have her in down. Uh, I, I think. I think it is. It's. It's related <laughs> to one of them. I've got a 100%. thing of masking tape like this big yeah. on the front of the tub with everything. It's like Het. I, this. I this, keep everything this, on this, a this. Excel spreadsheet so I could just be dumb about it and just be like, ah, oh, I typed it in. I, I know what this is. Uh. And then every year I do uh, all my pairings and then my possibles. And, and so whenever, and then I just like type in like, uh, you know, it, it was 28 different possibilities or whatever. And these happened. And, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, that, that clutch, that was a great clutch, but some of the babies came out a little lighter. And so I don't know if that's, I don't know. Uh, I know that it's not hypo because my male definitely is not hypo because he's been paired to ghosts before and when he was mm-hmm. paired to ghost females before, I got no babies that were lighter like that. Uh, right. But I kept one. I kept the best looking light Annery, and then you have the best looking light uh, classic uh, colored one. Um, I don't. I, I literally don't know. That's a great looking snake too. 
uh, she, she's got she's got good coloration and but yeah, she's that one's oh my that was God, a little psychopath. Dude. Yeah, dude, I'm excited about my little my little corn morph project. Great, man. man, they're they're sweet, man. They're they're so cool. They yeah. eat great. They're some of the calmest snakes in my collection. They're they're awesome. That Tessera, dude. Oh, I love love that yeah. Tessera. Jeez. I think I think your Tessera is clutch mate to to Justin's Tessera. That was that was a Tessera to Tessera pairing. The original and, female I got from you, that little one. Uh, yeah, the little yeah, demon the snake. Five, yeah, the five gene. 5G demon. demon. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because she would be Het Hypo, Het Ultra Mel, which would be yep. either Ultra or AML, one or the other. Het Motley. Uh, there's no there's no Poss Hets in there because I've, I've tried him to a bunch of different morphs. That's not true. There's like 30 morphs. Poss Het, um, Scaleless. Sure, let's go with it. We're, we're riding it out. I don't know. There's yeah. there's there's a million Everything things that could be happening. Everything with the kitchen sink. Everything with the kitchen you know, there's There will always be... In, in the corn snake hobby, it's great, you know, and it's a hobby, right? Like just just corn snake stuff is its own little niche. It's it's a subsect of the hobby. There'll always be residual genetics, right? We're we're not ever going to be able to breed that out unless we start with a wild caught uh, animals. You you, you just you, you just can't. You could never be one hundred percent on possets. So right, uh, but that's not true. I, let's not say one hundred percent. You know. Don Soderberg can probably be like, I know this snake is not het amel, right? And and so, but he's that, got four, uh, that, forty that, years. That Castagna Motley I got was produced by Don. Mm. The twenty eighteen Castagna uh, amels uh, are called mandarins, and yeah. they are gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're gorgeous. Um, Castagna is one of those things that just doesn't get looked at a lot. Uh, a well, base. yeah, it's it's talking to Sarah and watching some of her videos and stuff. It was it was one of those morphs. It sounds like it was on the verge of sort of disappearing mm-hmm. because it just wasn't getting enough attention. But I really yeah. like that that sort of just brownish, oaky, sort of burnt look. And I, I'm at some point it would be nice maybe at Daytona if I could find one. But finding a female Castagna really, uh, it'll, I don't care if it's a Motley or normal or spot. Yeah, you know. Uh, stripe or anything like that but because it, it is a recessive correct yes yeah yeah so it'd be cool to plug that stuff into like the blood red thing down the line i mean we're talking like years and years out so i don't like to count my chickens before they hatch but yeah i have the long and, ver- the long vision and then sort of the short-term stuff and it's like i would like to do that whether that happens between now and then who knows but that's sort yeah. of the, the, the aim point mm-hmm. um the, the cool thing is is you know we're we're at that kind of age and and uh status maybe maturity in our collections where like we have clearly defined paths for everything we're doing but in two three four seasons that that gets to change you know what i mean yeah. we get to start saying okay maybe maybe i'm gonna just make a whole bunch of heads and i'm gonna do this and you know i've, I've got patternless san diego gophers i've got stripe out al- double albino san diego gophers maybe one year i just make a whole bunch of heads and i keep some mm-hmm. back and that's for me uh there, there's obviously a, a financial uh, dividend to make in that. You know, we, we as a group have kind of been talking about the financials and selling animals. If you make a bunch of heads, who wants to buy them, right? Uh, and, and and that's when you start breeding for yourself and not for others. Sometimes uh, we all we're all in this for us, right? Like we want to do this for us, but uh, yeah, I don't know. That's that's and regardless, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be fun. But then you also have guys like me who like the heads, you know, like I've messaged people like, you know, from you, even even you specifically, I wanted yeah. a head for from the you know, albino San Diego stuff. Yeah, I, I honestly I wasn't going to get a pair if I couldn't get a head because I really like the wild type stuff, you know, so and a lot of people want to start you know, or 
you know, make their own versions of it. Like sure. I messaged somebody about um, moonshine yellow rats or greenish rats. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Um, and I specifically asked for hats. You know, I, yeah. I, I, I want some hats because I like the wild type look, but I want to be able to make the moonshine, yeah. you know, yeah. just, just because, you know. So yeah. there's always, there's always going to be a market for that, you know, because people can – Hets are good because not everybody wants to pay the price for a visual and sure. they might be like me, like to make their own. So there's always going to be. Or if be... you already have that stuff on hand and you just need a yeah. head. Yeah, and you just need a head. The heads are always good to have on hey, hand, you know. Hey, and... You know, when I when I bought my Chinese beauties, um, I could have bought a pair of calicos. And, and the calicos are gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And, and I like the hypo calicos. But if just just a non-hypo calico, yeah, uh, they're not photogenic, which those snakes are just not photogenic anyways. Uh but there's something about the non-hypo. Me and Rob Stone actually talked about this recently. The the non-hypo calicos have this really gritty, earthy, bared eye coloration yet leucistic thing going on. They're 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 they stand out. The hypo calicos gorgeous, but they're a predominantly light colored snake. They have that, you know. Gosh, I, I don't I don't really know the right words to put into it. Uh, but they have this very pastel-y, Easter-y, springy vibe. And mm-hmm. and uh, the, the the standard calicos have this really neat, uh, I don't know, stormy skies. I don't, I don't know the best they're way to say it. They're just fancy palmettos. They're, they're, they're fancy palmettos. But when I when I bought them, I could have bought a pair of, of just straight calicos and, and you know maybe even had hypo or whatever. Uh, uh-huh. but, I, but I wanted a, 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 a het. I wanted a, a wild type. Because, good God, imagine if you had never seen an, an, an O3 office and somebody showed you a picture of a Chinese beauty and was like, oh, by the way, this is a snake that you never heard of. Yeah. Oh, your, your mind would just be blown because they're, they're yeah. gorgeous. They're, they're five snakes in one. They're, they're, uh, so, yeah. So that's, you know, that's just one of those, you know, that, that ideal that, you know, yeah. having the wild type and having the head uh, gives you just so much appreciation for both. It's, it's, it's yeah. cool, man. Yeah, man, I love my love my my wild types, man. I am and very that, excited man. to raise up those that from the clutch from last year. Those those ladies island corns and breed those back to either mom it's or dad cool, man. down the line, just to see what happens. Dude, there's know? one. I'm telling you, man. The one one of the ones you gave me. We need to breed some of them, like specifically for like F1 the, back to F1. The biggest the biggest saddles on the planet. Mm-hmm. Like I, I do my. Like I've got like one or two of the holdbacks of mine. I noticed the other day had. Like, oddly large sets. dude my, one of the ones you gave me i mean i noticed it the other day i got a fresh shed they're actually getting big now because they're eating fuzzies and dude huh. i'm talking massive saddles on this thing as soon as i saw it i was like this is something we need to work on <laughs> like these just Br- breeding fat, f1s back to f1s is saddles, so boy. it's so exciting uh yeah you know, yeah, yeah. I've got, take, I've got. Take a that pair and run with ones. it. You know what I mean? Yeah, Get dude. Get a male up to size by next year and give it a go. He might be a little smaller, young, but yeah. You know, also where, might job done. Yeah, oh, damn right. Damn uh, right. Where, where do you think so many of these projects came from? Right. Uh, there, there's, gosh, you know, we we look at we look at these things that are. That guy, I, I don't want to say simple, but like you look at corn snakes, we look at recessive genetics, we look at <laughs> uh, simple codominant genetics, and, and we say, okay, well, we know that the albino made heads and now we take the heads back to the albino and now we get uh some some percentage of uh, albinos but man those selective breeding projects the long term the the grind you you put in you put in the yeah. work there's there's so much work to be done with every one of these you can we we you know i, I hate the term but you get to play god 
right? Yeah, uh, I you're, mean, you're, playing, no, it, you're Darwin. You're playing evo evolution. You can put, you can pour your soul into an animal like a Dion's rat snake and have these shatteringly red snakes that are just, dude, they don't look like that. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. Look, you know, variable king snakes. Uh, me, me and Jake were talking about it. Uh, Holy shit, Leonis! Yeah. <laughs> Leonis, yeah. This, yeah. this is oh an animal that's God. already Dad. variable in the wild, right? Like this. I is regret getting rid of phases. mine so much. <laughs> I, my 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 female's gravid right now. She already had her prelay shed. Now I bred her back to a male that was the same lineage, so I'm anticipating all the babies looking the same. But I've seen clutches where it's like you take a milk snake phase to a milk snake phase. You got you got fifty percent milk snake phase, then you got you know buckskins and you get yeah. pin bands and, and, and dude but they're so we we do not appreciate those guys that's why i'm excited for you to have uh lasted on we don't appreciate the work that was put into these animals for 40 years enough you know what i mean just season after season of line breeding and line breeding and getting stock from somebody else that was similar so that they can outcross and I take your animals. Oh, you have this snake that has big blotches. Okay, well, I have this snake that has big blotches. Let's start pairing these together. Okay, now we've outcrossed. Let's go two or three more generations into this. And it's like, oh, yeah, now now we've all, you know, saturated back down to a Okiti phase or Okiti phase. Uh, and it's, and you know, it's, man, there's so much. There's so yeah. much to it. Yeah. That's why I'm super excited just long term. You know, the next, like, decade at least is my plan yeah. for the, yeah. the Ladies Island stuff and, and seeing what what happens and yeah like yeah i want to take i want to take i want to take a couple more from from your clutch if you'll, yeah. if you'll let me take yeah. some man yeah. i want to take i want to build this man there i think we can make because they're they're so unique like they're i don't know it's almost it's not an okati but like it almost is and they have this really yeah. just unique you know coloration and there's not many island locality corns out there like specifically you know you, you know people eat. people use that term we're on the precipice of greatness that's not us we're on the ground floor we're, yeah. we're just starting we're just yeah. pitching ideas around we're, we're you know justin's uh put that girl to the test uh ghost girl to a wild caught male yeah you know 50 percent of that clutch give or take is going to be tesra what which i'm pretty stoked like? about yeah, yeah. imagine and, and, that ladies on that darker ladies island male mm, is the one that went to absent yeah. yeah i hope like that's in terms of okatees and like wild cut stuff i love the ones that are just that deeper brown like the yeah. highlighter orange ones and like the jasperry are awesome they're awesome yeah they're, we, and that's it, what just, i was talking about that's why these are so unique because there's so much brown on them like you know the corn snake and brown is a people will be uh, you know but it's like until you see it like a dark, you wood don't stain, understand. Kind of yeah, brown, yeah, yeah. It's I, like a, for me. Well, like we had oak. we had a female when I was a kid that was that dark, deep brown. And yeah, like I don't. I just remember when we got that snake. I was we were in like a Walmart parking lot or something, and we had it in like a shoebox because my dad had just picked it up from somebody. I just remember looking at it being like, "This thing is freaking smoking." And so now when I see those deep dark brown corns, I don't know. I just there's that's what does it for me, and that's what I like. But this yeah. clutch is going to be different. Because this is another Ladies Island male to that same female I produced last year, but they're yeah. much more close in color. Like that male is almost a perfect in between between that darker male and that female. So I'm curious to see what happens there. Um, but yeah, that darker male, like I'm, I'm really anxious to see what the Tessera normals look like from those, yeah. those there. Yeah, and I mean, you're talking about the morph stuff earlier, and then like you know the selective breeding stuff. Like that's, you know. 
I, I feel like too many people are on like one side or the other, like, oh, morphs, oh, selective breeding. Like, selective breeding can make morphs like incredibly different. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, absolutely. If you, start, if you start to plug in some of that stuff, you know, it's like it needs to, you need to have a little bit of everything, man. Like, you know, like you're talking about with the Ladies Island mixed with um, the absinthe, you know, mm -hmm. it's, yeah. who knows what could come from that, you know? Well, it's, it's kind of like it's, IJs, it's right? I mean, like people are still plugging in yeah. imported Popwins into their granites yeah. and stuff like yeah. that, granites right? And, like, yeah. yeah. Like it does something Absolutely. like there is something to be said for having that pumped in there. Yeah, because there's a lot more orange granites. There's a lot more you uh, know, purpley granites. Uh, you know, there's all types of like stuff that can go into it. You know, as a uh, as a hobby, the the ball python culture and, and, and not to talk down about ball python people, uh, but they they've they've had they've been chasing this dragon of the world first. Right. That, that was that was kind of popularized in the eight, late 80s, early 90s with corn snakes. It, it kind of faded into the man. You hit 2000, maybe 1999, 2001 with with the, with the Burmese pythons and, and the ball pythons. It's world first, right? I got to have the world first. Uh, Joe Phelan, uh, you know, podcast extraordinaire, uh, retiree. Uh, he had a world first. And, and I, I think he straight up was like, hey, man, yeah, I got a world first. Not that I was going after it, but it happened. Mm -hmm. So maybe once we stop worrying about being the first person to, to combine a certain set of morphs and start saying, hey, this is a wild-caught Ladies Island corn that's been bred to a ghost tessera. I know that 50% 50 are going to be tesseras, but if I raise these up for six months, maybe eight months, pick out the best two and bring them back together, I'm going to get anneries, tesseras, ghosts. Uh, there may There's no residual A-mail in there. I know that. There may be other residual heads in there that we don't even know about. Every single one of those is a world first, right? Mm -hmm. Like right. nothing else is going to look like that on the planet, whether those deviations are small or large, nothing else looks like that. Right. So there, there's, there's this, you know, a, as a hobby, as breeders, we need to have more appreciation for things like that. Absolutely. Right. And, 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 I, and I think that goes by the wayside with this kind of chasing the dragon. Uh, you know, it's the first seven gene combo or five gene combo or, or something. And, and you know, it, it, it's and that makes me laugh because then it's like okay cool what happens when you pair it to you know this and they're like oh i don't know i don't know yeah nobody hey, does. you know, you know what's funny is like... we're, we're slowly walking backwards in time we're slowly rewinding the clock we're starting to do the things that the guys in in, in the late 90s early 2000s were doing with these these uh you know variable kings or california king snakes taking different localities and bringing them together to see what's happening uh finding out that you know, these, these dark, uh, you know, Umensis were actually hypermel. That was actually a gene. It was a recessive gene at that, uh, mm -hmm. you know, and, and all of this stuff gets figured out and then it gets lost. It got forgotten as, as social media became a thing, as the forums kind of went away. Uh, you know, I, I spent a lot of time uh, about a month ago, uh, me, me and Lassiter were talking uh, about the forums, the King Snake forums. Those still exist. And you can still get on kingsnake.com. And I think go back go to 2003. All the way back. Yep. There is so much there. Because we did it when we had Sarah on to look up the yeah. Goldens. Like yeah. We had, like the Golden Post was from like 04, I think, maybe 07. But it was there. Like it's still available. It's, it's like it's, going back in a time machine. Just this, <laughs> this knowledge is free. Yeah, the forums are a little clunky, and you don't get to click on it and see some girl shaking her ass for a ticky-tocky. Uh, <laughs> you know, you don't get to 
or you know, you don't you don't get to swipe up and see some great joke by Burt Kreischer or something, you know. But it's there, and if you're willing to go look for it, we'll chase down a book for years, right? We'll, we'll uh, the Rachidactylus book. I, I actually only have it on PDF. I'd love to have it in paper. It's a very expensive book, sells for hundreds of dollars. It's kind of the original book from the late night, late night. I'm gonna say late nineties. I'm probably wrong, uh, but. Oh my gosh! Go back on these forums and say, "Holy, holy shit! This was this knowledge was free. It's still free, and in a lot of cases, it still exists." And, and in betweeners, man, I'm gonna talk about that on every podcast I'm ever on. We're the in betweeners. We're we're gonna, we're gonna put this uh, knowledge into the digital kind of you know social media age where it's available to everybody. It's searchable on YouTube. YouTube's not going anywhere. You know, I'm gonna guess plus or minus five years. I'm thinking. 2030 2035 somewhere and there's the apocalypse gotta guess right <laughs> it's 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 gotta happen right you know you know biden and trump are going up against each other for their 12th terms right they're they're, they're robots <laughs> they're both 110 and, and the world is just over and we're sitting there with our corn snakes you know 12 years into this project Woo! three or you know, four four generations in and we're like i did it i did it i finally made a brown tessera look at me you know and it's <laughs> And just, you know, <laughs> the day the eggs start pipping, you don't even know what's inside yeah. yet, and that's what happens. You'll never, you'll yeah. never know what was in the inside. No. But it's, 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 you know, where, where does this hobby go in, in, in 10, 15 years? I'm, 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 you know, each, each generation lasts what 12 to 15 years, 12 years maybe. Uh, we're kind of in this new generation over the last two or three years, where everything's become very focused on social media, YouTube course uh podcasts good god podcasts good god uh, and, right. and, and 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 you know where 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 is that in, in 15 years do i i get to plug my apple iCord into my you know food port and that's how i download direct information from elon musk about corn snakes i don't know uh i've got to assume uh but <laughs> i don't know it's you know it's it's a neat it's a oof. What a time to be alive and be doing this. It's fun, man. It's cool. Yeah. It's I just hope terrifying. the world doesn't explode before I get to do some of the shit. I'm really excited. About. <laughs> Any minute. Yeah. Any minute, Jake. Couldn't yeah, I know. That's, yeah, you just got to keep swimming, man. I keep looking outside. Yeah. I live, I live pretty hard. close to the base. I live pretty close to the base. What was that noise? We all live on. close to the base. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got to keep what swimming, you, man. It's where are you at with your your breeding year? You've had some clutches hit the ground. You still got some pituovas that are locking. Like where yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh man, northern boy. And Dude, I got so hands so, off my tank skank. Hangs off my hands off my. I tank. have enough Kankakee bull snake eggs for everybody. Um, so I'm, the, I'm at the top of your list of all your pituovas pairings. Just you know, um, all all of my. All of my snakes happen in two phases, and I've talked about that before. I have my my home brumation stuff that hits about sixty, you know, maybe high fifties, maybe low, maybe maybe mid to high sixties uh, on on a warm day. Because good God, it was a hundred degrees in December this year. You know, hashtag end of the world. Um, ah. But I have my cold cold stuff that that you know uh, again, geez, name dropping endlessly, Lassiter. Uh, he he brewmates for me all my cold stuff. So he has his whole room gets down to 50 degrees uh, for four months, right? So so that phase of things goes that way. And then this year, so last year, I had some hiccups with my Kankakees, and, and I haven't really gotten too much of that, Jake. Jake, we've talked about it, but yeah. uh, I didn't try to breed the Kankakees. So this year, because 
they're smaller. Uh, they went they went to the cold box. Um, but my snakes that I don't brumate, which are the Jani, um, which God are the best snakes. They're the best. Dude, I, I, don't, I, I love Johnny them. Debbie. Johnny Debbie. Dude, I love them so much. The they're one, so good. The one male I have, like I will take as many of those as I can. Hashtag get. fuck you, Amber. At least female. <laughs> They're such need a female. Yeah, they're so such good snakes. They're and amazing. They're so easy uh, to breed. Uh, I put them together in December, and I just leave them together. Uh, one thing of all my clutches, excuse me, that have happened so far, I had three or four slugs with my Jani, and I'm thinking it's because I'm not brumating them. Uh, again, it's another species. They're not hard, right? Like they're they they eat mm. pinkies. They they probably eat pinkies when they pip. Uh, they, they, <laughs> as they, they're they, coming out, right? Like they'll ah. come out and just eat a pinky. Yeah, uh, you have a pair, right? No, I have a single male. He, he oh, okay. has a single male. Okay. That's uh, why yeah, I need I, a female from him. I got you. Last year I had seven color males and two females. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, the males are because my whole back male starting to look awesome. Dude. Jake does uh, never post pictures of anything, so I forget that he has some of these. Dude, dude you got to come to the new place, man, and I see do. everything. I do. It's dude. It's Maybe this legit. weekend I'll come over. Jake, Jake's swimming hard right now. Oh, man, Jake's dude, swimming, swimming hard. hard. Okay. Dude, it's about dude. I'm about to start cranking it out though, boy. I got a garage, so I got a garage in the new place where I can cool all my colubrids down this winter. Boy, nice. it's it's about yeah, to be, a sheet from Walmart. It's about to be game on, son. I'm so That's excited awesome. for the for this breeding season. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna have so much going. So those fun. uh those Jana I pair in December, I just leave them together. I don't yeah. wait for sheds, I don't I separate them to feed. Uh the male gets fed a little less than the female. They will hold weight a little little more than most colubrids I've noticed. And I keep them a little cooler, uh 78, 79. They'll hit 80. My my whole room will hit 80, right? So they'll hit 82 or something like that. Uh but they're just always they're always in the cooler section of the rack. Um and so I keep them together. Their eggs were laid on my birthday, and I, I got eight good this year, and I've already lost one. Um, now, I don't know if that egg was bad the whole time. I leave it in there when I'm incubating. Uh, so I've got seven good eggs. Last year, I only had nine good eggs, and I got eight this year, and I lost one. Uh, but lots of slugs this year, and I'm thinking maybe I will try brumating them next year, doing that kind of short, mid-temperature brumation, because I think it's the male's fertility. Um, mm-hmm. I know they'll double-clutch. I don't want to double-clutch them because uh, they have huge eggs. Uh, and the female looks like a tube of toothpaste afterwards, no matter how big she is. Now, Pitchopus are great, super fast metabolisms. They put yeah. that weight right back on. Uh, and, and they're they're murder eaters, right? Murder death snakes. Like, they'll just eat everything. Oh, God, dude. Uh, they're ridiculous. The the only snakes I ever have with Pitchopus that don't eat are either my vertebralis, and we'll get into them later, or uh, males that are wanting to breed, or females that are post prelay shed so after prelay shed they won't eat like they're just not going to do it and that's you probably shouldn't be feeding them anyways uh, unless it's a small meal you're just trying to put up you know supplement I, I don't know i don't really feed anything after prelay shed uh but so those are actually i think uh, today's the fifth it was march 20th i want to say almost day 50 i think today's day 50 uh, maybe day 45 i know i do math for a living but i'm also bad at math so, <laughs> so they're they're well, in there somewhere calculators, buddy it's all good <laughs> uh yeah. so they're 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 close um i'm excited they they hatch between day 65 and day 70 uh so so we're getting close that's exciting um and then we'll stick with pitchyophis uh so my kankakees they went into the cold room so i i brumated them cold um and i brought them out 
female was gangbusters for eating, which was the best thing I wanted to see. She had had some issues last year. Uh, last year, I brumated them in my medium temperature and had issues when she came out of brumation. That's a whole other story. But now, dude, that male, I, I think he's eating like one meal. He, you know, still wraps up with his water bowl like he's having the best time ever. He was just ready to go. Female immediately went into ovulation. You could just tell she was massive. Uh, I paired them up, and they were the first snakes from the cold room that bred. Uh, and so the other, I think about a week ago, I got 14 good eggs out of them. And absolute shock. Like is it not? It's a, it, uh, I've heard a bull snake clutches at like 20 to 30. Ooh. But my my Texas bulls last year, my, my Clayberg bulls, which uh, Jake has a pair of, um, yeah, I love those laid, snakes, dude, dude. I love those freaking snakes. Dude, oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! I love them. They have a ton of personality, and then you have the one that has that really weird patterning on it. Uh, so they're starting to probably color up. And there, there's dude, one the, of them's just turning such this this like brick red on her. You know, I chose one for color, and I chose one for pattern. Yeah, you know. Uh, oh god, dude, they were. Oh. I, that was a perfect clutch too. It was three and three, uh, but they had six eggs, but they were massive. I mean, and you're yeah. talking about a snake that's over six foot, uh, just giant, giant, giant eggs. They were three and a quarter inches long and, and, and bigger than bigger than a, a chicken egg. Well, this Kankakee lays and I'm expecting the same thing, you know, five, five to seven, maybe eight eggs. Dude, they're they're like maybe twice the size of a corn snake egg. <laughs> they're oh, less wow. than they're less yeah. than two inches long. And, and I and I started digging. You know, there's not a lot of things written down about these. Your, your morph bull snakes, your Kankakee bull snakes, your northern bull snakes lay small, large clutches. Which makes sense because that's, I mean, you're looking at something that's a little more cold weather. So, very cold. Uh, weather. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you're looking at probably you need to up the numbers rather than the size and, for and chances of survival. And then it's right? less, you know, it's less, less biomass that they have to handle, you know. And, and you know, those, those, those Clayberg bulls and, and they're, so those, I don't know if you call them F1s or, or Wildcats, my, my adults. Um, they're actually, my buddy uh, Brian Lovins, a uh, great friend of mine, and I've talked about him before, is going to be breeding those this year. Um, they bred really late. and What's really late? I got those eggs in, they hatched in November. Oh, wow. uh, yeah. Late, late. Like, so that'd be like what, late July, early August? They laid, they laid in late August, early September, something like that, yeah. And they hatched Jeez. quick. They hatched real fast. And they hatched out massive. They I mean, Jake, Dude, you've I'm, seen them. I'm telling you, those the the Klebergs that you sent me, mm -hmm. when I got them at a couple weeks old, they were bigger than the San Diego's I got from you two two, three months prior. Yeah. They legit and, and they still are. They're several they're months older, but they're bigger. Like they were bigger yeah. out of the egg than my San Diego's at were several they like months old. Like the size old. of like my southern? Dude, yeah, out of the egg, they were eating small hoppers, yeah. Yeah, dude, they oh, were like straight up. Ma they're dude, massive, man. That I mean, they're, that they're still bigger than my San Diego. Freaking beast. Yeah, dude, that the male albino Florida. Yeah. He's a freaking donk. He yeah. is getting huge, getting man. Big. He's oh my god! Every time I take him out, I'm like, this snake is amazing. I love, dude. I love them. I really so do much. like mine. Southern Southern pines I are great. Enjoy her, and yeah. that's another snake that lays very small clutches, big, big, big eggs, yeah. and, and it's got to be. I, I'm guessing the northern snakes are breeding earlier 
in the spring. Your babies are coming out in the summer. They have a better chance of survival. Right. Whereas the, the earlier, snakes, the better for them. Yeah. Cause that's southern shorter, snakes breed later. Summers, yeah. Not going to be during the drought during the summer. Right. right. I mean, Jake, we had, I sense. even said that. I was like, I don't know if it's just like water concentration in these eggs. They've right. got to survive. You know, we go through droughts constantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and maybe, maybe it has something to do with that. And, and, and you know, someday I'd love it. Or something. Yeah. I mean, yeah. just so super excited about the Kankakees. 14 perfect eggs. Uh, you know, they're, they're, they're in, in the incubator. Uh, Crash, my male, is gorgeous. He's, he's got such perfect black on him with his yellow. Uh, the, the female, she's got a lot more of that burnt umber, uh, kind of that mahogany color on her. She, she's not the prettiest Kankakee. Uh, but that's okay. They're unrelated as far as I know. Uh, but see, that's as far as Kankakees go. And that's solely because Kankakees are known for that really dark mm-hmm. black. Yeah. I love the mahogany look yeah, in cool. Kankakees. Like it is, I think it is really, really neat like to see those because, and that's also because I like the things that are kind of different, you know, so yeah. Kankakees are known to be black, but then you have the stuff that's like a little different, you know, and it's, it's just, it, it's neat. And it could go into like your selective breeding within mm-hmm. yeah. the wild types, you know, and it's, I don't know. It's, I think it's really neat. I, I would like but to get super excited for you. Like to I still, those. I still want Northerns and yeah. Kankakees would be cool. But right now, like space is just, they're big. Space and, is and, tough. And I just, I don't have the space to devote to, to those you know, and like my southern they like are, I said, they I'm are just, big snakes i'm just enjoying her snakes, like man. she's just she's she's a funny snake you know when i'm they're, in the room she's like there's they have such the personalities like, man trying to they're she little me moving around she wants to come out and check things out they want to see what's going on they want to there's so okay keep it on with the pigeophis uh let's see san diego gophers same pairing i did last year so stripe double albino uh to female uh triple head that was from both produced by glenn reptiles uh, Glenn Brooks um, gave me a clutch last year. I got five um, and I lost one after it hatched. So I hatched one T positive albino T positive albino is the one where it still has color. Right. Am I, am I dumb? I'm dumb. I may be stupid. <laughs> I'm uh, dumb. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So the tyranny T-positive, positive. Yes. Right. It's like, is, is like hypo ish. So yeah. So the T pause, which would be clumpers, because uh, it's clumpers and Bechdel albino, which is funny because all of these strains actually work together, but there's different lineages of them. Uh, so the, I hatched one T-Paws. He died. I've still got him in the freezer. Gorgeous snake. Uh, then all the others. I got two stripes, I think. Maybe I had six or seven eggs, but they had a small clutch. Are but, those what Dan got? Uh, Dan uh, has a pair and Jake has a pair. Yeah, okay. I have yeah. a I have a visual. I have the double. I have a double albino striped. Yes, male, that's and right. I have a triple hat female. Yes, you got the only normal that hatched out of that clutch, yeah. and I I didn't get triple any normal. Double albino and stripe. Yeah. So the two strains of have, albino. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so you have two strains of albino, and then yeah. th- there's five strains of albino in San Diego Gophers. Shockingly difficult to remember, and I'm not going to tell you right now. But the ones I have are Bechtel and Clumpers with Stripe. Are Applegates in that? Yes. Applegates are T negative, negative albino. Okay, okay that makes sense. So that's, that's, a different, that's a different right, strain, right. though, of albino. It, technically, it's a different line because right. as far as okay. I know, they're compatible with Bechtel albino. Okay. But nobody's producing straight Bechtel albinos and Clumper albinos. They're actually using those morphs 
or those lines to mix in. That's how you get your envy snows, your uh, zombie snows. And, and I'm not the one to lay all, all of these lineages out because those, you know, uh, Jason. The Nelson, zombies do look Glenn cool. Brooke, dude, Glenn Brooks, zombie snows are like, I want to get him on the show for a hot minute. I need, what, I need to hit him up. Yeah. I got some, uh, I got a pair of Leonis from him this year. Uh, gorgeous. Uh, uh, I know the lineage Lopez. I think they're Lopez line. Uh, but they're like Jaguar lineage, gorgeous yellow and orange, just beautiful. Since we're uh, a Colubrid show now, I figured he'd be a perfect. <laughs> he is a sweetheart, <laughs> great guy. Uh, we're, yeah, he's been on the list great. for a long time. Yeah. I just for whatever hey, reason, who? just hasn't happened. Which yet. one? Glenn Brooks. Glenn Brooks. Brooks. Okay, yeah. got it. I know what we're talking uh, about. He's got some so, barons for sale right now that are pretty hot. What? Some blue. Dude. He, he has. Oh, I don't have cash for that. Fuck. He has Noah's Ark syndrome. Uh, yeah, I love he's got it. everything. It's he's awesome. got everything. Leucistic Colombian boas. Uh, I think he has some of the mountain boas. Uh, he, I think he breeds Sanzinia. Uh, he has rhino those black-headed. Rats. Yeah, rhino. He's got rhino rats. He has the black-headed rear fanged little colubrids. I, mm-hmm. I, and I and I don't remember there, but dude, his collection is wild. I think he has uh, Dion's too. He's one I of the think, other yeah, guys he has that the has the red Dion's. Dion's. Yeah, he has red yep. Dion's. Um, but but yeah, um, so uh, yeah, so the San Diego's she's in prelay right now. Uh, hope, you know, just hoping for a healthy clutch out of her. If it's six six eight, that'd be great. If it's two, that's also fine. Uh, just, she she's that pair uh, is one of my favorite. They're just so chill. I, when people come over and they want to see a big bull snake or a gopher snake, mine aren't huge, uh, but I always get them out. I'm like, dude, you gotta see you know sunshine. My kid name name, name my, my male uh, the striped double albino. It's like, look, look at the snake. Look what? Like, this is real. This is a thing. And he's so chill. Yeah, dude. I uh, took a, I took a Snapchat of him and put on my story. Like, cause like, and now he's really starting to glow now, especially yeah. put an led over him. Just those stripes down his back. They just, they're just pop this purple put under a black light. Too, dude, it would be freaking wicked. I'm telling <laughs> you, it would cool. be they, awesome. But I took, a, a- I took a video of him on my Snapchat, man. I had everybody like, dude, what is that? That thing's crazy. You know, cause a lot of my Snapchat people aren't snake yeah. people at all it's mostly just friends i don't even use it that much but man i it, he's uh he, it's so cool i cannot wait yeah. till he looks like his dad yeah. holy shit i'm so excited <laughs> san diego gophers oh, man they're great i you know i i had some really neat morph bull snakes i've talked about them on the show before i actually i actually sold them this year just man the bull snakes are great and and they're really fun but god they're usually a handful they're a mess they're massive and not that that's a bad thing, but if you have a lot of them, it, it, it can get overbearing. Yeah. I guess I don't know if that's the right way to say that. Not overbearing, but it, it, it seems you start feeling like, man, it's this a, it's thing a overwhelming. Lot. It's, it's a, a lot. lot. And, yeah. and the San Diego Gophers stay a lot smaller. Yeah. Um, so that's nice. Uh, my Black Pines, my female, maybe Gravid. I had a lot of locks early with them. Uh, females were using the male. Uh, she's. She's she's got the look, you know. Knock on wood. I'm hoping. Uh, it, it looks like, I don't know. I don't know. It's you know. That's one of those species that it's like I'm not going to say that she's gravid because then I'm just missing a massive ovulation. Um, northern pines. Uh, one big thing with my northern pines is I had my male and my female mixed up. So my female's been eating a lot more, or my male's been eating a lot more <laughs> than the female. Um, but they have been breeding aggressively. The male is. I mean, he's he's biting the female. He's pinning her up, and they're 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 tying up. So. Fingers crossed for those to go. Uh, again, another one of my just favorites. They're they're docile. They're they're extremely 
great, just great feeders. Uh, they're not as messy. The pine snakes are just not as messy as the bulls and the goats. Yeah, mine isn't. You, you, you get a decent-sized poop out of them, uh, but it's usually oh, not yeah. that bad. Uh, yeah, those those Floridas that you sent me, dude, they they stink up my room, dude. They do stink. Pitch you off they, stink. They're, they're poopers are aggressive. Yeah, no, and you they, feed them on Sunday, you're woo, cleaning on Tuesday. Woo, buddy. Yeah, that's exactly how I work. I try to feed on Saturdays, and I clean on Monday slash Tuesday. It it's, is wild. Like They almost have like a racer nuts. metabolism with, yeah. with food. Isn't it, isn't it like nuts? Gone. Same with it's, the, like the Barons is that way too. Like yeah. I feed him and it's like the lump is just, it disappears like within 48 hours it's gone. And, it, and it's cool. Cause they're just like always on the move. And you know, like I've said it before, I keep most of my stuff pretty cool. I think the hottest, uh, colubrid temperatures I see is 82, 83. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, and, and so, wow. Chris, with your, with your pits, do you keep a hot spot or you just, do you run ambience? I, I actually, I do keep a hot spot and I really like keeping a hot spot. Um, cause I'll find a lot of times they're on the cool side, uh, which is right. going to be 70, 75, 76. Um, mm-hmm. I know people that have had really good luck with ambient. I, I, I go to the church of John Lasseter, uh, which is <laughs> if you're, if you're, if you're, if you're doing ambient heat, there's nothing wrong with that. Give them a very deep substrate. So they have options. And if you're going to keep them ambient, it's usually a good idea to keep a humide in there. Uh, and the reason for that is because at ambient temperatures, you'll usually see lower humidity. Mm-hmm. Uh, so with with my my stuff is all set up on a two degree hot spot uh, swing. So it, it, let's say it hits that and everything's set at eighty two, and you know some racks you eighty two is what you have it set at, but it's really only getting seventy eight, eighty. Uh, or my blue tongue skinks, the therm- thermostat set at a hundred, and it really I when I when I temp check it. It's ninety, ninety-two, somewhere in there. But you know? if you get a black box rack, <laughs> them temperatures are going to be right where they need to be. I can assure you, it doesn't matter what rack it is. It's uh, substrate that heat, depths, that heat tape. Uh, <laughs> uh, heat, heat tape. Uh, it, you know, it's on and off. Yeah. It, there's variations in it. Um, so if if you are keeping, you should be giving these things options, anyways. Um, so, I, I so don't. What, mis- what's your ideal like hot spot? And then like cool side, what do you, what do you, what is your, what do you shoot for in a cool side versus a hot spot with Pituophis? So for everything other than the Mexican pines, I want to see 82 degrees on my hot side and my cool side, 76, 77, uh, if I can, if, if this was a perfect world, right. 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 I'd have 70 degrees on one side, 90 on the other. And you know, you have a, a six foot, eight foot, four foot by four foot. And then we start getting into the whole, you know, space. Is it worth it? Is it not worth it? And right. then they sit in the same spot the whole time anyways. Right. Um, you know, I, I do hide boxes uh, turned sideways in a V70, which I, I will be the first to admit uh, these things are going in V90s or display cages uh, once my room is finished um, because a V70 is not big enough for a six-foot northern pine. Yeah. No, in my no. opinion. In, in, just in my opinion. I'm literally keeping them that way. Uh and saying that I need more space. These animals need more space. Uh, you start breeding them uh, in, in a V70, and it's, it's, it's a shit show, man. There's, there's a lot of, you know. Uh, it's a mess. Those, it's a mess. And, and, yeah. and they're, they destroy things. And I, I'd love to see them in, in bigger. I'm not saying they need to go to display closure with, with UV. That, that's, um, I don't think that's speculation. I think there's science to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't necessarily know if they need it. You know, my stuff gets uh, ambient sunlight. Uh, through my window, I don't know, and I, that's you know I'm not a scientist. Right. I never admit to being one. Uh, and and Dr. Loffman said it best: 
you don't get to beat science without better science. And I don't have better science. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And but it's also like with with you know, especially with northerns from what I have, you know, heard with other people keeping them is a lot of yeah. them really don't do well in display no. cages. You know, I had a you know, I think it was Nipper Nipper Reed. I was talking to him. Yeah. And he's got some northerns and he put them in big like four by two by two enclosures this whole thing and they freaked out like they yeah. would not stop cruising they're rubbing all over the place they were just they went they went nuts put them back in a rack calmed right down yeah. no problems you know what i mean so it's yeah. definitely not for you know all species you know maybe it's a matter of filling up the cage making it feel yeah. safe whatever but you know and i also think it's a lot of individuals a lot of a lot of people like to take a species as a whole and say this isn't good for all i yeah. think you need to take the individual into play more often and how yeah. you raise it and things like that. Cause if it's used to something a little bigger, maybe it'll acclimate something a little bigger yeah. as an adult, you know, whatever. Some snakes do better in cages. Some snakes don't. I've had, there's plenty of carpets that I can upgrade from a six court to a 32 or, you know, a 15 court straight to a V70 and they do fine. But there's yeah. some they upgrade from a six to a fifteen and they shut down. They're like, nope, too big. Don't want this. You know, it's it's all in the individual. Everybody's everybody's different, you know. But I do think a lot of pines would do well in something like a three by two, you know what I mean? Like not so big to where it's four or Black five out the front. long. Exactly. Or do something like that. Closure, yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Uh the V nineties, I think it's V ninety, the the, the yeah. ninety. Uh, the, the large ones or oh, the F the FB 90, I think is what you, it is because you, I think you, freedom breeder makes that tub. You, you want to yeah. know a special way to stress out pitch is put it in too big of an enclosure too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not saying it's not going to eat, but you're going to see a lot more of your defensive posture. You're getting a lot more hisses. You're going to, I, every time I swear, every time I take a pitch and I upgrade it to a larger uh, tub, they freak out. They just lose it. Cause that's not their little hovel. Uh, right. And, and so, yeah, there's there's definitely – I love giving them options. I love giving them a hot side. I love giving them a cold side. I like, you know, deep substrate. I like hides on both sides. If I can't fit hides on both sides, I'll have a long hide. Uh, right. You know, some, some of the longer boa size. Um, hides within hides, I know this sounds ridiculous, but you if you put your human hide inside of a large hide, it will subsect the size of that larger hide, and now they have more options. That makes um, sense, yeah options are key and, and and you know yes we can keep these things on paper with a water dish they're going to probably thrive they're going to live great they're going to live for 30 years and they're going to eat every time and that is okay and if you're doing that don't don't beat yourself up about it uh but if you can if you want to kind of go that extra distance and maybe meet the world in the middle let's give them some options right i, I try to i keep hides in almost all of my tubs um, you know, I try to do two hides. I love doing a cool side hide and a, and a, and a hot side hide, deep substrate. Um, and, and if you are going to keep ambient, which I, works very well, it's been proven and proven and proven, do an extra deep substrate because it allows them to thermo, thermoregulate just through the, I, I believe it's the sur surface area of the substrate. And again, I, I am dumb. So don't, don't <laughs> take that for, for grace. Anyway, finish up on pitch office. Uh, so breeders this year, the last one, would be vertebralis. Um, I, 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 I researched and researched and researched for the years that I had my vertebralis, and I found nothing on them. Um, huge shout out to everybody that's ever bred them for not fucking putting anything on the internet. I love you guys. <laughs> uh, Good so thing we I, have a website for you to add to. All right. Called the herpeticulture network.com. 
I, I, I put mine cold, cold. Um, not any particular reason other than I wanted to give them the strongest popular, possible brumation. Uh, they came out. The, they both looked great. They both came out of brumation looking great. Uh, and, you know, you're talking about a pitch office that's three foot long, right? Like it's smaller than a lot of corn steaks. They're very small. Uh, and, and I know they breed at that size. The um, min pin. Yeah, they're little, dude. They're, they're gorgeous. What a, what a species. Um, I want to know more about them. I want to learn more about them. I want to find out and put down and tell people more about them. Um, I, I pair mine up weekly. Uh, they hang out in the little hides together. Um, they don't seem stressed. They're, they're both eating great now. Uh, but I, I haven't even seen a post-brumation shed, which is weird. Like everything else is already shed. We took everything out around, I want to say, the second week after Valentine's Day. Uh, still haven't shed. So I don't know. Damn. I don't know if that means anything. Uh, definitely uh, no ovulation out of the female. Definitely no, uh, not seeing any signs of being gravid. Uh, but they are hanging out together, which is kind of good to see. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to try to do that throughout the year, uh, possibly giving them breaks while they're shedding until something happens. If nothing happens, I'm going to change up the game. Maybe I'll pair them up in December and just keep going. And maybe I don't brumate them this year, treat them a little bit more like the Jani, which controversially I will be brumating this year to try to get better uh, uh, fertility out of my male. See if that is a, uh, you know, a consideration to take. Uh, but yeah, that, that's it for Pitchiophis that I'm pairing this year. Nice. I don't know what to do with these thorn scrubs. <laughs> just keep pairing them up, man. You're fine. The, I think they're going to be nice. like the, the local bull snakes that just breed late, and, and there's got to be a reason for it. You know what I mean? Uh, I I just I don't know why. Maybe stuff locally. I you know we don't often find baby snakes anyways because there's 14 billion predators year round. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean they're they're not a king. They're not a milk. So they're not going to breed super early right after brumation, like a lot of stuff. Um, I, I don't know. Keep them. Just keep trying. <laughs> I, I, I hate. I hate that. That sounds like such a like a jackass thing to say. But I'll be breeding mine next year. Uh, so I have one, two, three, four, five, six. I have a pair of McMullen Wildcats. I have a pair of Reverse Stripe Nueces Counties. I have an albino female, uh, two chocolate, a pair of chocolates, and a female chocolate albino. They'll all be uh, at size next year. Um, so I'm going to start pushing all those projects together and, and trying to make that happen. Um, but, yeah, hopefully we'll share, share notes on it. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I mean, do they breed? I'll be I'll be cooling my thorns down next season. That's for sure. I have a trio. I don't know. Yeah. If, I don't know if I'm going to try and get two clutches from them or not, because um, I have I have a lot of stuff that's probably i'm gonna try and make go next year so i got albino pines uh, oh absolutely forks gophers yeah i don't have super forks i just have the no you have, the, fork, uh, I have forks yes but they could they, yeah. could they could they could make some, supers yeah. yeah they could make supers so those, those genetics are interesting uh, yeah it's way, very that interesting works. and that's why that goes back to that whole like getting heads thing like that's the forks i got i got the low expressions specifically yeah. so i could make like my own make like, a super fork yeah yeah exactly you know and those dude those oh my god man those those animals are just wicked they're so different but they're from the same clutch the male yeah. is just out of this world yellow you know and it, it, I, they're they're, they're super cool they're nuts man the females yeah. the females, no, the females are like a tank 
The female is a tank, dude. She's freaking huge. You don't get it's, good pictures of forks gophers. No, no, you don't because they try you don't to get attack any pictures you at all. And dude, see, and it, it's so weird with them because like I can hold them, I can kind of have them in my hands, and they're kind of just on edge the whole yeah. time. But they normally just kind of do their thing. But as soon as I put them down and they're looking at me, it's game on. Like yeah. as soon as my hands are off, it's like Wait you're dead. Yes. You're, you're dead, dude. It's so weird. I've never had like snakes really be like that. Normally, like they calm down, they just kind of run. Yeah. And then once I put them down, they just continue to try and run. It's like, no, these things are fine in my hands, but they bow up as soon as they're in yeah. a holding tub or I put them down and they're looking at me like they're nuts, dude. And they're also, they also just strike like straight up into the air for yeah. nothing. Like, Sonorans I don't know if they feel very, like the, uh, it, it's nuts. That line of Sonorans and Sonorans in general are, are exceptionally defensive. I don't know if it's because, you know, West Texas is just, you know, they go in, they go to Arizona too, but you see mostly West Texas localities. Texas and I, and just are just assholes. All no, yeah. no, no, Texas. Um, nah, dude, those Claver goals are, are like babies. okay, okay, oh, those man. those they are, are and they're huge. Yeah, which yeah, is those like, those are the exception. Everything else I have from Texas is freaking nuts. My Emery's, dude, my Brewster County Emery's. Yeah. those things are nuts. They'll grow out of that. They're, they're freaking They'll nuts, man. They're, they're awesome though. I love them. Thorn scrub. My thorns are okay. Like so thorn scrubs can kind of be a little. I don't know. My, my mine my, are actually all okay. My male is a puppy. My male is fun. Yeah. I can reach him, and grab him right out to females. Just don't really like being touched. They're not defensive. Like they don't bite. They just yeah. They're flighty. They don't like being messed with. They just kind of want to be left alone. Yeah, mine don't yeah. like me at all. Yeah. No, you're you're female. <laughs> you have you have the Nueces County pair because you have the male that's like. Uh, aberrant he's, he's kind of yeah. got funky yeah. funky jigsaw see i have a male from mcmullen county that's kind of similar uh, that i'll be pairing up next year uh, that we found it, it's weird you'll you'll find all of it retreats back to those reverse stripe animals uh that and you know it's 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 weird because somebody found a perfect one and yet there has been another perfect one so mm-hmm. i have my pair are two of the best that have ever been produced. So I'm hoping that I get one that's like just banger. Perfect. I mean, the ones I have, I feel like are bangers. And the weird thing is they hatch out a different color too. They have pinks and reds to them, which is so odd because this is, this is a, this is a morph that we find here. I say morph. This is a genetic anomaly that we find here locally. It's like, wait, do those come out weird? Uh, you know, I, I, so we have the Island, uh, Padre Island, which I flipped a pair of uh, yeah those thorn nice. scrubs the other day, and like I left them. I turned. I thought I left the female and took the male. Uh, I left the male and took the female. Dude, if you flip a snake and it's beautiful and it just ate a meal like eight times its body size, leave it alone. Just leave it there. You know. It, it, oh, but this is the perfect example to keep. Try to find another one. I don't know. Let that snake live its life, right? Like it's gonna it's gonna live off of that food for weeks, probably. Uh, the the little female I got, she's she's small. She's probably because uh, it was kind of earlier this year. It was I said a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month ago, a year and a half, right? So she's at that size where it's like I'm comfortable taking her. Uh, she ate literally two days later. She's already on frozen thawed hashtag. You know, wild cots are better. Wild cots are better. But dude, she's gorgeous and she looks like a Sawinski eye but if i cross that causeway and come back over here they have that typical thorn scrub green emery eye 
it's so so i'm really i'm gonna start investigating this because we find them all the time but i don't hurt much on the island uh mm-hmm. so we, we we uh set up a bunch of flip sites uh and we've been checking every couple weeks um it's really better to get out there in the morning that can be difficult sometimes uh but dude so I, I'm, I'm hoping to find a, a mate for her and, and kind of just investigate what's going on there because they're, they're t- she's totally different totally different color from snakes that i find you know 15 miles inland so because we have these uh these barrier islands all down the coast of texas and and the they're they're huge masses of land and but jake i mean you, you remember the island you got to go over this huge cosmic yeah. there. there is no way <laughs> for that animal to make it back here unless it's like a, a ride along or something and right. then you know then what are the chances of it interbreeding so it's, just, it's neat that they're different you know i don't know yeah, I was surprised when you said it came from Padre Island. I wasn't yeah. surprised that it looked completely different at all. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be a cool project that yeah. I definitely want in on. <laughs> we so. well, yeah, we lay ten on Sunday. Can we lay ten? Yeah, on Sunday? yeah. Where? guys, we got we got to set Dude, up our we, flip sites. We scoped out some spots around oh, yeah. the parent, my parents' house. Yeah, man, there's some it. prime real estate we're not even taking advantage of. Let's do it, do it, bro. Dude, late late ten. Make sure you 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 know. I take a weed whacker with you, uh, Edge, or I don't know what y'all call them, where you're from. But you know, clean out that area real good. Try to get down to mostly bare ground with a little bit of grass. Get that tin down flat. Let it sit for a couple months. Ooh, baby. <laughs> We've got there's some tin that's that's huh. been sitting on my parents' property for a while now, and it's all jumbled up though. Like it's all. I kind found of a in one small spot. racer a couple weeks ago. We but flipped, we that, flipped a crown snake. Yeah, on Sunday yeah, that, that was, you dropped, you freaking num, num skull. It disappeared. <laughs> you because you dropped it. Because you dropped it, it disappeared into the pine straw. Tantilla Coronata. I uh, dude, Tantilla, a gangster. The Cuculata we found uh, last year. Yeah. What a what a yeah. what a iridescent animal. And you ours can't are, take a ours are fairly of it. boring and standard in comparison to the stuff yeah. out there. I love boring standard though. Decays, brown snakes, coach whips, you know, stuff like that. It's just, Dude, uh, coach whips are not boring. Yeah. Okay? Well, no, they're I not have, boring. They are like, it's not going to be one. a list they, on my list of boring. Those are on the top of my, Condors like, herping, my herping, like, Ooh. checklist. Do y'all have I've pretty coach whips over there? Coach. We have beautiful coach whips here. Oh, so our coach whips are oh, very. God. Yours are just uh, tan, but they're cool. They're just tan. They're really cool. They're cool. They're great. West Texas, we get like the whips. black we get like the black and tan ones but yeah. they have like golden eyes like the ring yeah of their iris. never like, found yeah, one i have never found one either and i want to so freaking bad it hurts me deep when i worked I've, at the nature center we had one but i never saw it. it it was an agoraphobe like it stayed in its hide you'd see its head in the morning when you first got there it would be poking its head out but as soon as you walked in the room it disappeared our our uh i've never found one but west texas coach whips are like red and pink Mm-hmm. They're, they're oh, insane yeah, looking. I, I, I yeah. want to hopefully find one. There, another you know shout out to Connor Wardle, Wardle, yeah, Wardle, 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 uh, for the work he's doing with those animals. It's so great to see somebody in, in the hobby, young, passionate. Uh, everybody said you can't do this. He proves them wrong. Uh, you know, he's doing it, man. He, he's, he's taking an extra he's, step. Though. He's working a lot of he's really lot of stuff. Man. I yeah. want some hips Glenna. Do you, do you get those where you're at? Do you get night snakes? No, but uh, so we'll start seeing those as like 277, which I've actually never heard 277, uh, but I know that they've been found. They're, they're, it's it's alterna bycatch, uh, but dude, I, I've seen a ton of hips. Yeah. Uh, 
and they're neat. The more east you go, the more silver they get. Oh, really? Snakes. Yeah. Uh, The more, I'm sorry, the more east you are, the more brown they are. The more west you go, the more silver they get. From my very limited experience. Uh, But you hit, yeah, they're, what a cool looking snake, right? Uh, It's it's another one of those, just like rough green snakes. Like, dude, you know, figure those out, right? Put those in a bioactive terrarium and feed them, you know, crickets and stuff. Uh, I want to do out there doing greens, that. man. I want to. I want to work with rough greens bad. That's one of the species that I've I've heard they that UV might be something that yeah. you have. To do I believe. With them, I believe it. Where you don't like UV will benefit them almost to the point to where you have to have it. Otherwise, they just yeah. don't do well. Yeah. I, I I bred felsuma for years. I guarantee you, if you don't have UV on felsuma, they will not. They will not live. Straight up, you don't have to have nearly as much heat. Is all the old books tell you on on Felsuma. But when I had my babies, if I put them in like a critter keeper with heat on one side but no UV, they would be dead. You know, this is also 1998, 1999. And I calm down when I say critter keeper, but uh, they're dead. <laughs> but yeah. if you put UV on them, right, direct access to UV for, you know, some six, eight hours a day, dude, they, they, they thrive, right? And, and it's, I don't know, Felsuma is a whole nother. I've said it. I think I've said it on this podcast before. I can't wait to retire so I can have felsuma again. Uh, they're a little bit maintenance heavy. They're a handful. Uh, you're cleaning a lot. Uh, you're feeding yeah. a lot. But God, felsuma are great. And the species I bred, I, I, I loved them to death. You could sit in your room reading a book, just staring at these things. They're always on the move. They're they interact with each other, right? Mm-hmm. It, they have they create these little communities and stuff. What felsuma are great. Everything's great. They're all great. I don't know. There's no bad species. <laughs> I like the gold dust and the standings most. Standings yeah. are awesome. Gold dust are great. I, I bred gold dust, uh, peacocks, lined, and grins. Oh, uh, the lines were too. really neat. Peacocks are cool. Peacocks never, never did well for me. I never felt like my peacocks ever did as well as any of the others. And that may be, you know, a future investigation. God, if I could even get them, I don't even know if you can get them now. I don't uh, recall. I don't think I've, I haven't seen any, but I also haven't uh, really been looking. So, you, you know, uh, peacocks didn't thrive for me, but that, mm-hmm. that could have definitely been keeper error. Er, uh, you know, you're talking about the same timeline when I was keeping leopard geckos on calcium sand with a hot rod. Right. So, uh, <laughs> which, you know, it's, it's interesting. We, we had these arboreal lizards and we knew you put them in a 55 gallon, uh, you fill up the tank with soil and, pothos heat lamp and uv and then you get your leopard geckos and you follow the care sheet from PetSmart, and you're just like here's your sand here's your hot rock make babies and it's, <laughs> you know uh, I, don't, I don't i don't know there's i definitely look back at those times not in not in shame not mad at myself and not mad at other keepers that have kept them that way or goodness even keep them now uh you, you're limited in all of this in what you do by the knowledge available to you um, and maybe not even the knowledge available to you, the saturation that you've taken in from that knowledge, right? Like this guy told me to keep them this way. So I do it that way. Um, and, and you don't, you don't, you can't be young and have that. It takes years and years and years of saturation, uh, to, to, to maybe get there. I don't know. Maybe you can be young and have it right. Perfect. The first time. I don't know. Did it's, you ever have clemory? Uh, I did not No, No, none of the, uh, Ligo, Ligodactyloides, mm-hmm. or something like Ligodactylus. Uh, n- none of the Williams Eye or the Clemori. And it's God, 
beautiful animals. So, hey, I'm, I'm going to be 55 soon. I'm going to retire. I'm going to move to West Texas. I'm going to have a whole room of Felsuma. I promise you. Hey, I'm going to be the I'm going to be the dumb and <laughs> uneducated kid here. Give me give me a common name for these Falsuma. What, what, are, uh, what are they? What are they? No, they're, they're the day geckos. So uh, day geckos. Okay. So you have gold dust day geckos, uh, peacock okay, day geckos, wonder- lion day geckos, and giant day geckos. I was wondering when he said uh, when he said gold dust. I was like, I know that it sounds like gecko. Did not and then know the ones we were talking about at all. The ones that Justin's talking about have the coolest names ever: the neon day gecko and the electric blue day gecko. Uh, from the Ligodactylus family, uh, Ligodactylus, Ligodactyloides. I, I don't. Again, not a scientist. Ligodactylus. Yeah. Uh, oof. God, those electric blues. Ooh. Ooh, baby girl, you give me something Ooh, blue like that, I'm baby. just gonna tell you about my birthday. Nah. <laughs> uh, and, and they're not. They're not like, oh, what a beautiful blue snake. They're like, oh my god, that's blue. Like, yeah, across right. the room. Yeah, it doesn't. Blue. I don't think it gets much more blue than that. You cannot. It is. It is. It is. Except for blue God chondros. parted the heavens, there were no clouds in the sky, and that is what blue. No, blue chondros ain't yeah. even that blue. Blue chondros can suck. I beg to differ. My, how are those? Uh, how are those cave geckos, buddy? They're great, man. They're so awesome. I need to cave feed them. Cave geckos are great, dude. Say. Yeah, cave geckos are so. They're amazing. They're great. They're they're one of those species that you set it, forget it, and they just excel, right? Yeah, dude. You, that's exactly what I've done. Stimulate. I give them, I give them bugs when they run out. Whenever I fill them up with mealworms, I give them yeah. a couple crickets. Pretend you're in a cave and they do great. Yeah, that's Just exactly what I do. Can't see anything. I was, yeah. I was showing, I was showing them, I was showing to my mom, and there, and she was like, "You just keep them in these little boxes." Yeah. It's just wet in there all the yeah. time. I'm like, yeah, pretty much. Look at them. They're doing great. They're cold. They're fantastic. <laughs> like, they're, she's they're like, what do awesome. you keep them like this? I was like, ma, they're cave geckos. Caves you are dark and damp yeah. like and wet like all the time. Like it's, they, they like it's dark and wet. Like they only come out when lights go out. Yeah. And they dive away as soon as I turn on the lights and come in. Like they hate my existence. But they do it's, great in these little the tubs ex- that are moist. It, they're the exact same as coleonics humidity and heat differences but dude they're just you set it you forget it and they thrive they just do so well room um, temperature baby room room, room, temperature. room temp on them cave geckos let's go dude, all day I need a man. bigger space because dude you would like the between coleonics between strophurus the viper geckos that chuck poland keeps posting about and producing yeah there's just uh I don't know, Viper man. I'm good. Cool. I'm good with these guys. They are very cool. I'm good with God these guys. I'm, I'm at the point. I'm at the point where I can sex them now. I haven't looked at them all, but I definitely saw cods on one of them. Good. So yeah, I'm gonna start looking at the genitalias. Yeah, I mean, dude. So I, hope, I hope you get two pairs. And, dude, that would be awesome, they, man. They do well in pairs. Um, and I have had them. I've had very good success in trios, but I've had the best fecundity in pairs. Do you Just like, my year, like year round keep them in pairs? I do. Every female gets a break in December because every like, woman deserves like pull, a break. Pull the male out. Type I pull the I pull females out. I don't oh, know okay. why, but I feel like in some of these species, males are a little bit more territorial. Uh, the only species I don't pull females uh, in December is Lichianus because you know I don't want them to fucking kill each other again. <laughs> uh, but do my leeches are finally back breeding? Uh, you know they, they they take a break on their own. Right, and then like they're on other sides of the of the of the enclosure, and they don't want to have anything to do with each other. And then you'll hear them barking at night. And, you know, they eat. You know, I put two food bowls in there, but 
then come this time of year, oh, they're right next to each other, and the females sit on the males back, and their BFFs, and the, the females yeah. eating better, and it's just they're 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 a great them, We did a whole podcast. Work it out. So they're, they're what, great. So with the cave geckos, like what months do you keep them together versus like separated? So January I only separate November. Yeah, January through November, essentially. I usually okay. I usually take them apart for uh, December, sometimes into January. It depends on schedules. We get busy. Uh, and that's just to give the female a break. I mean, you're not going to see a ton of eggs out of them. I think I got four clutches last year. Um, oh, wow. And it's, it takes a while. Uh, four, four to five clutches, I think, is good. Uh, you know, that's eight to ten babies. Um, yeah. You, you, you're going to see a break. Uh, you're going to naturally see a break in them, and they're probably okay. Um, I don't have mine in huge tubs, um, so maybe that's a thing. Um, for a long time, I had a trio in a the same size as a V70 uh, tub, mm -hmm. and and you know they did great. I bred them for years. Um, I, I bred those for years, uh, sold them to a buddy, and then the ones you have are great grandchildren or something. It, it, they're they're so easy that they just keep going and then my male now is wild caught i always like getting a wild caught male whenever i can and spicing it in and he's he's dog shit ugly he looks nothing <laughs> but the captain bred ones because you know we keep the prettiest ones right, right so right. We, we see our females and the, and the males that we keep are like oh god this is just what an example and then my, my male literally almost doesn't even have yellow or orange on him anymore he looks like a giant turd and it's, <laughs> but he's great he's healthy he's a great breeder and then yeah. the babies all come out bangers right and then you keep the prettiest ones those are the ones that end up breeding and uh it, it's a cycle uh another animal does great in a display uh enclosure um does great yeah. in in a in a in a tub right uh just you know don't 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 get them hot that's that's kind of my my biggest caveat to them don't get them hot like how hot is hot I keep them in the coolest part of my room. Uh, I have never experienced problems with them uh, mm -hmm. getting hot, but mine have never seen above eighty. Uh, okay. That I would, I, I don't, I don't. I mean, God, they probably have. I, you know, my AC's gone out, and I started worrying about everything in my whole house in ninety degrees. And I'm sure yeah. that they've had spikes, uh, but it's, yeah. it's just like I'm my sure racket handle higher, yeah. higher right. temps for brief periods. But right. Yeah, long time. you know, I've yeah. shipped them and, 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 <laughs> okay. at, at times and never never had problems yeah i know because i know my room fluctuates where are they about sit i've got them sitting right under my vent now so whenever it does blow like it, it blows kind of on them but my room will fluctuate anywhere from 77 to about 80 yeah so, you unacceptable know. <laughs> but with them so the plan is with them eventually because i right now i house them all like individually in six yeah. ports but like the I, end I always the, do that with babies yeah okay the end of the day deal, at least my thought with them, is to set up like a square of 18 by 18 by 18 enclosures for, you know, all four of them. And then kind of just, you know, as I breathe, you know, just interchange. You know, I think an 18 by 18 by 12 or 18 by 18 by 18 is good for a pair. Uh, yeah. I, I think that's okay. that's that's more than sufficient. I think my tub that I have now is probably 20 inches by 16. Uh, I've got gotcha. a pair in there for plenty long. No, again, no problems. I kept two babies back. I kept the ugliest baby and the prettiest baby. So those, and I, because I, I want to see, I, I, you know, I want to see the right. you know, they go through an onto, onto genetic change, right? They're very specifically colored as babies. Then they get this cool. They do that thing where like their heads get orange, and then their their skin starts turning light and almost transparent looking, and then they start getting dark, and then they get black, and hmm. man, nothing again. It's another one of these animals in the hobby. Now there's a 
uh, Goniosaurus has a huge uh, amount of species. And once you start getting to the Japanese, Japanese uh, are cool. The Japanese are bangers. Freaking Darth Maul as a gecko, uh, dude. The the ba the Bawangliensis and the Ariensis are really cool too. Those are gonna be Chinese mainland uh, species subspecies. Um, and and another how how badass are these things that not enough people are working with? And, and I'll admit that's probably a species. It's easy for me. Works real easy for me because I leave them alone. But might not succeed in in, in little Timmy's hands. You know what I mean? Right, that's right. his first gecko. And he wants to take it out and play with it every day. That might not be the animal. Uh, and and maybe I have you know I haven't investigated that because I don't I don't socially interact with my animals uh, that often, especially them. I literally just don't touch them uh, unless I'm taking a picture or something, um, or moving them to clean or you know something. Uh, but there's I I, I don't know. Uh, they're they're so easy. They just but they may not be a good beginner species. Right. And I think I've said it before i you know i keep a, a good a healthy I, god i didn't even put a healthy amount of springtails in my enclosure uh it became a healthy amount of springtails they poop in the same spot you've probably noticed that they have a latrine uh oh, which yeah. is <laughs> do coleonics do the same thing i was they gonna say do coleonics do that too yeah they poop in the yeah, same spot leopard, leopard geckos leopard geckos do it they really? poop yeah. in the same pile that. that's why that's yeah. why like i that's kind of what I expected. And then they did it. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. just like leopard geckos. They shit in the same spot every time. And one of them poops on his moss. So I have to keep, <laughs> like, taking out his moss yeah. and adding more moss. And he pisses me off. And he's put yeah. out a new spot the poop. Why don't you just, like, push it to the side in that same area so that he goes there, but the moss isn't? I don't know what it you is, fuck, but if you clean logic. their poop. No, if you clean their poop, they go back to the same spot to poop. No, no, I'm saying like keep that moss in the same area, but just make a little clearing in that spot that he keeps going, so that maybe it's like yeah, make this a little is it. make a little hole. Put yeah. some springtails in there. The just let them just dude with my you can, with my you can get springtails at PetSmart now. Our yeah. PetSmart really? Yeah. Hey yo, huge shout out to my new they're expensive. PetSmart. Uh, <laughs> You're gonna pay out the nose for them, but they're there. That's Jesus. where I get my Purina Pro uh, healthy digestive tract dog food, so my dog doesn't shit himself constantly. <laughs> nice, huge, huge shout out. Huge shout out to his sphincter that doesn't work anymore. Vader, hashtag nice. my man. Uh, oh, but yeah, so hey, don't be don't be talking smack about Vader. He's fifteen surgeries in, and homie's strong. You know what I mean? Oh, hashtag ass gasket. Fifteen he, he, surgeries. Fifteen surgery. He, cancer survivor four times over. Homie Dude. is going good. Dude, how old Dude, is he? Uh, eleven. He'll, he's eleven this year. Uh, dude, homie's just covered in scars. It's hilarious. His <laughs> hilarious. back, his neck, his ear. Grim he's Reaper shows a... up and he just kicks him in the ball. He's, he's like, what's up, bitch? bitch. He's, he's missing a toe. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> he has a scar on his head from when he ran into the fence as a, as a puppy. And Dude, this dog is a mess. Dude. But he's a sweetheart. He's a sweetheart. I love that dog. Uh, but yeah, his butthole doesn't work anymore. <laughs> uh, and so we have to have a certain diet so that he doesn't just poop. It's so bad. It's not like like if you saw this dog, dude, you would never think that he wasn't a puppy. He can jump over the couch the hard way. He's little. He's 18 pounds. And, dude, this dog is a maniac. Because one of these days you guys are going to come here, and hopefully he's still here. You're going to meet him. He's hyper, nonstop, just full of energy. He's a little Boston Terrier. And uh, he's just falling apart, and this dog will, refuses to quit. He refuses to quit. Jesus, that's, that's I awesome. love that dog. Are you, awesome. What's up with coleonics? You got any of those happening? Yeah, yeah. So I have. I uh, want like a pair. I, I think yeah. I just want like a pair. I, I have a just pair for of, the enjoyment. Uh, my trotus. My female is 
probably at the age I could breed her. I'm gonna give her a, a little bit of little bit of more time. I have Ira Ann. I have an Ira Ann female and a Black Gap female. Uh, I have yet. I'm trying to collect locality Coleonyx, uh, locality Brevis, so that I can pair up and, and show the different. It's kind of like Alterna. Yeah. We, we find these things as bycatch with Alterna, which is funny because I have found uh, an Alterna, but I have never found a Coleonyx in the wild. Um, but my, my buddies that, that go Herb West Texas a lot, I told them, hey, any Coleonics? I, I'm trying to pair up localities. Um, and, and so Black App and Iran, a, a huge difference, right? Big difference in looks. Um, the Brevis uh, are, are super good. That's all I have in my collection right now. Um, I gave my old pair of Varagatas to Brian Lovins, who's had great success with them. And I'm hoping to get some Varagatas uh, wild caught uh, from, from a certain somebody. Um, if that if that does happen, um, my biggest goal with those, and I've already already spent a year working on it. I've spent two years working on it, and this this is another year where I'm gonna try to hit it hard. I'm trying to find a reticulatus, um, get those going in the hobby. Can't sell them. That's okay. I'll send them to all y'all, uh, but they just don't exist in the hobby, with the exception of one or two collections. And you yeah. know, it's a leopard gecko size coleonics. It's a brevis the size of a leopard gecko, so uh, it's hard to beat. But brevis are an absolute treat to keep and I've, I've talked about this a million times the attitude um the 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 angst they have the the resiliency of the things um i i will admit uh this winter i had a, my pair of babies um that i hatched out from the so wild caught female laid eggs uh incubator two gorgeous little babies were doing great lost both of them uh my my fruit fly supplier um i didn't have fruit flies for like oh. four days. Like the second my fruit fly supplier like didn't have fruit flies, I ordered some online. They got here four days later, then things are dead. Yeah. Uh, you got to feed them almost every day. Uh, they, the babies Jeez. are so tiny, so small. Their metabolism so fast. Uh, so I have a peanut worm. Peanut worm? I think it's peanut worm. Peanut yeah. worm collection peanut now. Peanut beetles. Peanut beetle collection now. Uh, so I don't even have babies, but I'm keeping my, my that bug supply. Yeah, that's those are perfect for that. Yeah. And I can give them the larva. Uh, you you got to have something on hand mm-hmm. if you're going to breed them. I'm going to get a male this year. Uh, I will admit, if I find a male this year and it's not locality specific, I'll probably still breed them uh, just to get some babies going. Just because they're so cool. Uh, they're, yeah, like I said, I just want a pair, and I want them to yeah. be one of the U.S. species. I don't even really care which one. They're just they were so cool in Texas, man. Yeah. I just I think a pair is all I need, and I don't. My room stays warm enough to where I could reasonably keep a pair in like a 15 quarter or something on a, on a shelf and they're you know. god they're, they're so damn easy to, mm-hmm. to to keep and they eat so well and they're you know i i told the story on bill's podcast about my male uh my trotters you now different species that i was without power it was 10 degrees the walls were frozen that little male just dug down into his little bedding and Still bulletproof. God, he's nine nine years old now. He's got to be nine because I've had him mm-hmm. for. My mine take about two years to become uh, sexually mature. I usually give them about six months till I'm breeding them. I try to shoot for three years. Uh, they don't grow fast. Um, my male was an adult, massive when I got him. He's huge now. You've seen pictures of him for a mitrotus. It's the biggest mitrotus I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's got to be nine years old. Could he could croak any day? That's a long time for a wild caught mitrotus. Uh, mm-hmm. But he fathered. Uh man, I don't remember my buddy's name. I, I started hatching out between him and a wild caught female, like 
not patternless, but like almost striped babies. So I gave a lot of my babies or sold or traded to a local guy, Brian Lovins. Again, a huge shout out to Brian Lovins. He started breeding those together. He's producing like patternless mitratus. And they're huh. gorgeous. They have all that kind of jungled, speckled base color yeah. without without the stripes. Wow. And dude, just uh, there's that's a whole nother species. I'm surprised. I need on. to I need to look. I am that is one group that I am surprised there's not like a book out on or something. Like well, a dedicated the, book. Because that, the, that the eyelash seems like that genus seems big enough to where they could put there out is something. a gentleman on Facebook and I don't remember his name that it has written the coleonics book. Uh, and he, he breeds every species of coleonics that is available in the hobby. I think he's even got Swatoski. Swatoski. Yeah. 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 Uh, the starry ones. Uh, and he breeds the leucistic very goddess, which are really cool. Cause they're not actually very God. They're not actually very, they're not actually uh, leucistic. They're more like palmetto kind of, they have some patterning and speckling on them, almost like a calico. He breeds those. But he was working on a book, uh, and, and a lot of the community was sending him pictures and stuff. Uh, but the Eyelash Gecko's book, uh, which I've talked about before, great book. But that's all, that kind of covers all of the Eublopherids. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that, that whole group is just so I, – I, I could have a room with Eublopherids and just be the happiest person in the world. Just, just you know, all the cave geckos, all the leopard geckos, all the fat tails. Uh, there's, you know, the hard wiki eye. Hard wiki eye? Yeah, whatever, whatever yep. fat tails, fat tails are. Hard there's, a, there's a whole mm-hmm. nother species in that group yep. that only a couple people work with, uh, and then all the coleonics. Uh, you know, Dustin, our buddy, works with elegons. Uh, I think I'm planning on getting a couple from him uh, of those, and it's just uh, another. Oh man, gosh, oh gosh, you could just pontificate on them things all day. Uh, it, you know, it's a treat to keep. My my biggest thing with those, they're not expensive enough. So people don't want to mess with them, right? Yeah, like yeah. these cheap species go under the radar forever, and then they're gone. Uh, luckily, those are North American species, so we we have direct access to a lot of them. Uh, but the stuff, you know, some of the Mexican species, reticulatus in particular, is more uh, endemic to Mexico than it is North America. I mean, I, I know two people on this planet that have reticulatus, uh, and now that they're no longer uh, protected in Texas, you can collect them. You can collect up to a certain number with the correct license. You cannot sell them, but you can. You know, I could, I could ship you one or something. Yeah. If, if yeah. I if I got them going, uh, but that's an animal that needs to be in the hobby, man. This giant, coleonics, leopard gecko size yeah, thing. I remember that was the one the guys were were yeah. really hoping to find when we were out there. It is rare. Uh, you know, John. Uh, you know, last year goes out to West Texas every time the weather is good, and he's seen one uh, dor, and that's it. Um, I, I, you know, I know people that live out there. And I've seen one or two. Uh, it's just, it's not a species. Uh, yeah. Um, back on snakes. Uh, I, bred, I bred beauty snakes this year. I bred, I bred Chinese beauties. Yeah. Uh, super, super kind of, kind of took a little bit of information I found online and, you know, uh, talking with some local guys that had kind of worked with them. Uh, not a lot of people that had success breeding them. So uh, I, I keep mine uh, in racks. Uh, they, they don't really have heat on them. So they're about 76, 78 degrees max. Uh, I keep mine on like cocoa, uh, husk, uh, eco earth, a mix, do a nice mix of it. Keep them at a good humidity. I like to see those, uh, you know, my room ambient humidity is about 55, uh, percent, 55%. Yeah. 55%. That's the right way to say that. 
they they get sprayed probably probably every other feeding on one side you know again options so I, I try to hit one side um, and so I brumated them I read some article online about somebody breeding them and they said when you brumate them don't get them too cold don't get it you know definitely put them into a brumation cycle so I put them in the closet with the corn snakes but brumate them humid now I'm saying this in the sense that people do not take this as textbook this is the way to do it. but they were I, I brumated them on eco earth with a water bowl and it wasn't wet it was it, it just wasn't dry right and that is absolutely contrary to everything else you brumate you see any humidity in brumation you it's a red flag right right Dude, stop right there right you that's 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 a respiratory infection guaranteed to happen uh this is an animal that's gonna potentially start stressing out don't do it but i i brumated them a little humid and like there was even times when in brumation i would see little speckles of humidity and i was like oh god that's got me worried oh <laughs> man i don't know they and, and and you know i would check on them you know i i check maybe once a week once every two weeks both and I, I brumated them together too so i cohabbed them during brumation which isn't something i always do i cohab my san diego gophers i cohab them and i cohab the kankakee bulls uh during brumation just during brumation um and dude pulled them out separated them both looked perfect right you expect a little bit of weight loss maybe a little bit of weight loss more into males because they'll, they'll start cruising a little early in, in a warmer brumation like that and dude they came out looking gorgeous. They were in their hide the entire brumation. I doubt they even had water, right? They were just cuddled up next to each other and took them out, started feeding them. They immediately started feeding female, went right into a shed. Uh, the day the female shed, that was the day of the reptile show, that was sometime in February, paired them up, immediate lock, right? And they stayed locked for a long time like king snakes and uh, separated them. A couple, maybe maybe the next week after feeding, I, I, I paired them up again. Uh, heavy chickens, lots of chickens or chicks. Uh, you know, uh, they could they can eat rats, but I, I feed mine a couple mice, like two mice or, or a, a three or four, two or three, four chicks, uh, especially for the female. And I only paired them up a couple times, and then I immediately saw the female. They were they were on other sides of the, of the, of the tub, right? Yeah. They didn't want anything to do with each other. Uh, so I stopped pairing them up because usually that's a sign that it, it ain't gonna happen, right? And I was like, oh, okay, done. dude. I I even messaged Rob Stone and asked him about it. I was like, this female went in the shed, pre-lay shed, twenty days after first lock, something like that, fast. Wow. And I was like, there's there's no way she's grabbing. I even told him he was like, well, with rhino rat snakes, sometimes we'll see a pre-ovulation shed. And I was like, okay, maybe she's ovulating. And do she shed? And she was so massive because you know it's thin, thin snake. It's a very mm-hmm. lithe animal. And uh, I tried pairing him up again. I was like, maybe she's ovulating now because she's huge, like she's fat, and nothing to do with each other. Females getting defensive. I could tell. I was like, you know what? Maybe, maybe this ain't my year. I don't know. Uh, maybe she's gravid. And dude, fourteen days after prelay shed, boom, four perfect eggs and a slug. Uh, and and the slug almost looked perfect, like it was right there. Didn't didn't see veins in any of the eggs, any of them, right? Like all the eggs, I was like, uh, are they supposed to have veins? I don't know. Um, and 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 man, 
two, three days later, I went and checked them in an incubator. Perfect, perfect veins. Yeah, so I don't I've know heard that with like the Jansenai and stuff too. Yeah. It's like some of those Asian species, you'll get them, and if you candle them right away, you're not going to see anything. But if you give them like a week for whatever reason, then you start yeah. seeing veins. It's odd. And and it's a hard, it's a hard shell. It's not well, yes. it's not a hard shell. It's not like a like a chicken egg. Uh, definitely a different thicker. texture. Yeah, it's yeah. thicker. It's it, it's yep. and, and they're long and thin. But man, yep. after pre lay shed, I knew, I knew she was gravid within days after that. It's mm -hmm. like the eggs formed overnight. You could see each egg in her belly, and, and it was you know obviously she's calico, so there's a little bit of transparency there. Uh, but another species. Not a lot of eggs. They're big eggs. They're very big eggs. Long, big eggs. She bounced back immediately. Yep. She don't even look like she laid eggs. Uh, and immediately went back to eating. Uh, she shed right after she laid again. So you're talking about a snake that had, this year already had three sheds. That's probably five foot long. I don't know. Mm -hmm. She's a pretty good size snake. Uh, and so, you know, and, I, and I'm keeping her the same way. I've heard they can double clutch, so I just kept her egg box in there with her. And I did two egg boxes, so I did an egg box on the back side, an egg box on the front side. The back side does have heat tape. It's, again, set at 78. Uh, and that's just because, you know, I had the heat tape there because there are colder. Uh, it's Corpus Christi weather, Jake. You, you know, it, it, <laughs> it'll randomly be 19 degrees mm -hmm. and then the next day 100 degrees. And exactly. So I don't want them getting too cold. I do want them to have that option. Uh, but, yeah, so now she has a hide, a lay box, a lay box in the front. And she's she's cruising. She looks great. I don't plan on pairing them back up because I don't I don't necessarily want to double clutch. Uh, but if they do double clutch or triple clutch, or whatever, it's great. But uh, I'm incubating them in the incubator, uh, which I keep my incubator low temps. Uh, a lot of people talk about incubating for uh, 82 to 84 degrees. My incubator set at 80, uh, straight 80. Um, it turns on at 80. It shuts off at 80.3. Uh, and with a Govi in there, I, I see temps between 80 and. Uh, about 80.5 actually you know about a half a degree uh swing and that's a hot box from uh sea serpents probably probably the best incubator on the market i don't know uh i, I have not i would have to agree others. uh what, what a what a great piece of equipment uh solid built you know it's got uh it's got ventilation built into it uh chris can't build anything wrong uh he, you know all my racks are from him uh and not to say there's not other great rack manufacturers. I, I do plan on at some point getting some black box stuff, uh, but Sea Serpents makes some just stellar products. Uh, but yeah, so the, that uh, it worked. Um, I don't know if I necessarily did things right or I got lucky. Uh, I'm a big fan of being lucky and not good at things. I'd rather be lucky than good. <laughs> um, but that's you know that there could be a million caveats in the way I did things. Uh, Brumating them slightly humid you know it not worked. wet whatever it was it worked but it worked and so uh if it works twice uh i'll say that it's probably a good way to do things if it works three or four years in a row i'll say it's the right way to do things well uh, did you ask billy like what did does billy do something similar uh you, you, you know it's kind of funny me and billy talk i don't think we've ever talked about breeding uh orthriophis which is weird um, like we probably both, should like, yeah you I, definitely should billy's all about that old world I, I had, I had you a guys female. And, you guys in Kasiki are the only three in the gang that have them. And uh, Prairie Land Herbs, uh, who's the guy that I got uh, my pair from? Prairie, Prairie Land Herbs. I mean, in that our circle. Right. Oh, in, in our group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about to say because uh, a couple. Uh, yeah, but no. Um, 
I, I, I do need to talk with Billy. I, I sent him one of my – I had a pair of Ridley Eye. Um, they're F1s um, from a biology teacher that wanted gargoyle geckos that sent me a pair. But they were, like, Man. right out of the egg. Uh, I want and, and those so bad. They're I cool. Ridley, I want Ridley Eye bad. <laughs> I, uh, I, my pair, my female, right off the rip, started eating. No problem. And, and Billy actually – I gave him my female. Uh, or, uh, the male, uh, he ate – sometimes and then he stopped eating and then i started uh tailing him because you know that was my immediate like i at least want to get something into the snake scenting didn't work uh they didn't want to eat birds they didn't want to eat lizards and i I tried a couple things you you want to talk about a species they don't they don't have a big window of failure right like Mm -hmm. it's a couple weeks and they're done that snake just died right like it did not take much uh you know the, the female. He still got her. She, she she's she's gangbusters, right? He eats eats every time you feed her. That male probably went three weeks without a meal, and just absolutely crashed. Just boom, right there. Like Jeez. it did yeah. not take. Uh, they're, they're when they go downhill, they go quick. They go quick, and I think that's probably true for a lot of the a- Asian rat snakes. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I bet that's true for a lot of those rainforest uh, moderate temperature animals. Uh, they're so used to such a consistent. Uh, you know, inherently used to a consistent temperature and uh, feeding schedule maybe in a while. I don't know if that's the right way to say that. Maybe they don't eat that often, but they're so used to a specific temperature being in a cave that, okay, well, I'm not eating and now I'm also getting a temperature swing every day. I'm done. Yeah, I mean, you think about caves, that's a very static environment where, you know, airflow and temp are probably pretty stable pretty much constantly. So Yeah. And I also, in like with the cave like snake wise stuff i always like i always think about bats yeah and how how much bats are in the diet of some of these cave dwelling species you know especially like the small like a little because there are bats that are like itty bitty 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 (laughs) you know what i mean like Like, yeah like baby bats yeah no absolutely but i mean like there's (laughs) there's small bats there's very small species of bats that have these Eaty, beady, tiny little babies, you know. So yeah. I wonder if that could be part of some of their itty, smaller itty, diets, you know. Baby bats, itty, and, bitty, and baby bats. It, 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 goodness, it could be, you know. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I think if that were the case, we would have a lot less success with Ridley Eye across the board in, in the hobby. I don't I'm think just a saying, lot of people like, are having general, a bunch you know? of success with them. No, they're uh, not. Like I don't. I really don't see Ridley Eye like ever, you know. But I mean, I yeah, occasionally you'll frog legs, them, but, man. Yeah, it, it could be. It could, that could that be could be one. Frog legs. Yeah. I'm sold. I mean, give him a little piece of meat uh, as a baby. A little piece of frog leg. That little baby chondro goes nuts on some like a piece of frog leg, dude. And that's something I probably need to uh, get a box of because that's great. I mean, especially like you know with king snakes this yeah. year with, with king snakes. So I have a, uh, I have uh, either gravid or post prelay. I have uh, Leonis. Uh, Max, uh, Ultra Granite Max Max, uh, my Ciudad Intergensis Baja California Kings, which are really neat. They're like this micro species of Baja or of California King. Uh, that, that female's gravid about the, about the shed. Um, two pairs of Alterna have locked up five times. So Alterna always lock up last, uh, as far as King Snakes go. Um, but dude, you got, you got to work on the tricks to start feeding those. Uh, but I'm not against trying to feed a sliver of a frog leg, right? 
Well, that's why if whenever I breed conjures again, that's definitely something I'm gonna I'm anxious to try as a first meal to see if there's any better reaction to that than you know chick down scented stuff. But yeah, be interesting. Could you, could you guys give me a minute? One minute. Yeah, and yeah, step away yeah sorry, I'm so sorry. No, you're fine. Unacceptable. Yeah, dude, you could probably take one frog leg and like feed like half a clutch of baby conjures, yeah. like with yeah. one leg. Like that would be pretty. Well, that I think. Pretty. Ideal. I mean, even less than that, considering how small they are. You just yeah. really needed like a sliver, but like a little piece. I think it'd be good to alternate in that capacity because, you know, like we've said before, frog legs are pretty much all protein and not a whole lot else. So yeah, you definitely don't to... want it as like. The only yeah, thing yeah. you feed, but yeah, definitely a good, you know, extra. I gotta chop the box I have, split them up. Yeah, I still have a bunch. I just haven't gotten around to feeding more of them off. I don't have that many. I need to start trying to feed them to carpets, honestly. Yeah. Um, but, well, I'm getting to the point where I know who's who's likely to eat them and who won't, so I'm not wasting them, which is right. nice. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's just like it's nice that there's, you know, the the condros enjoy them and the boiga go nuts for them, and it's like fifty fifty on the corns eating them. The Jansen and I all eat them. Uh, I think I tried. I think I tried pieces with the rhinos, and I think I got very skeptical. Like they're checking it out, but they're like, this doesn't seem not like so food. sure. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. And I'm hoping. Uh, my plan is is to. If my rhinos, the female rhino, should be up to size by by next year. So I'm I should. My plan right now is is that they should be on track to breed next year, and it might be that would be another one would be interesting to see if you can get babies to eat frog, frog leg, frog chunks. Yeah, dude, rhinos are gonna be badass. I know, man. I freaking love them. Those are just so cool. I They're God, what a cool animal. They're better than barons. <laughs> I, I can't i can't have barons so I, I i don't i don't get to pick which one oh you uh, just you have know, to but... trust me when i say rhinos then give me your barons no mm. Mm. i like i like my barons it's not that i don't like them it's just if someone put a gun in my head and said rhinos are barons it's gonna be rhinos 11 times out of 10 but my my uh my trepidation between the two um I, I feel like rhinos may have a little bit more complexity uh, to the care, uh, making nah. sure your know, babies may be a little tougher to get feeding. That's uh, their one big know. downside is like babies are can be a real pain in the ass. I mean, so so can Alterna, but yeah. probably one of the best snakes to keep, right? I like, don't think Alterna can be beat in terms of pain in the assness when it comes to oh. babies. Like, dude, so suppose well, never, I know this I mean, for a fact. Don't plan on breeding them ever again in my life. Pyro, dude, I had. No problems with my Alterna, uh, but I love it's them. Really easy to a, say that. I'm not against guide. keeping them. Yeah, but I just I don't want to I don't want to breed them ever again. It's it's easy for me to say that I didn't have problems with my Alterna when the when the guy right like the dude that gets all these things to eat is whispering over my shoulder, "Hey, try this next." Oh, well, try this next. Yeah, go take that pinky and rub it in the dirt, see if it takes that. Oh, it didn't do that. Uh, throw it in the wine fridge and brew made it for two months to see what it does after that comes out and it starts eating freeze dog like right off the rip, right so it's so i know for, so uh, uh years ago i don't know if i've ever talked about my pyros i had a pair of pyros i got them on a trade for some gargoyle geckos years ago 
Fun fact, John Lasseter is actually going to be breeding these pyros this year. Uh, so I got them. They didn't eat for a year and a half on their own. Uh, I And I did literally everything. I believe it. And then I got them eating finally. And it was intermittent for the first month, first two months. And then once they started going, once they were eating, they were good. Pyros can be tough. But what? nothing else looks like that, right? Like it, there, it's the risk to reward as far as getting them going. You, you know, this Mexicana stuff, yes, it can be difficult to get them going. Uh, Greer Rye can be extremely tough from what I hear. Uh, s- some of the, the, the Mexican milk species, you know, I have Anulata. Uh, they can be tough to go um, get going. Alterna are notoriously difficult. But all, all that was told to us years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. The, the, the papers were wrote. The books were wrote. Many books were wrote about them. Those forums exist. Plan, plan on it and know that it's going to be difficult and, and have, have the escape plan. Ha, have, have the gun loaded next to your bed. You know what I mean? When, when, when shit starts going downhill, pop off. You know what I mean? Get ready. Uh, it, it's, get clapped. Get, you know what I mean? Stay strapped, get clapped. Uh, have, have the escape plan. Have the lizards in the freezer. Uh, you know, have the, have the, I, I had, uh, one of mine started eating on, a. What is this stuff? I'm gonna I'm gonna reach over here. This is live. You know, we're actually doing this. Uh, I have these. Oh, Reptilinks uh, juices. Uh, one of mine started going on gecko juice. Uh, you know, only one, but by, by the yeah. In, in the end, it, the hardest one took a brumation, came out of brumation, and ate uh, boiled uh, with a couple drops of uh, gecko juice on it. It ate once. The next time. A week after that, it ate uh, boiled. Um, and then I think the next meal was boiled. The next week, it skipped. And then, like, the week after that, it ate frozen thawed. And then it, it did five or six meals straight frozen thawed, eating off tongs, right? Uh, so w- once those animals get going, I'll turn our bulletproof. Get them cold. Get them hot. They're, they don't care. I mean, they're West Texas. Uh, uh, you, Justin, you were there. It's 95 degrees during the day. and 62, 58 at night. And that's what these, you know, what, what, what's, you know, what's, what's, it, you know, difficult. <laughs> yes. But it's, it's, it's tough to say they're not difficult. Yes, they are difficult, but it is, uh, it's sort well, of, it's, I think they're obviously they're going to be easier for, you know, you and people out, out West that have access yeah. to like fence lizards and things that they're naturally going to be true. Yeah. Partial to, cause that seemed to be the silver bullet for me was we got our hands on a fence lizard and froze that and sent yeah. it with that. And they, it was, it was night and day, you know? So I think it's one of those things where it's like, if I was going to do them again, I'd definitely get my hands on, on fence lizards and load the gun ready to, yeah. You know, just have them ready. Cause that, I don't know, man. It was just super frustrating when it was like you can tell they were like initially they'd be interested. Yeah, they'd go up, they they check it out, and, know, and then yeah. they just after a few you know a few minutes they'd be like, yeah, whatever, you know, I don't want it. Yeah, it's just like you're so close. I can tell you're you're right there, damn it. And then they start eating, and you cannot stop <laughs> and, them because yeah, every time and then it's yeah. whatever, then you're good. But it's just yeah. crossing that threshold. It's just. It's a pain. I already plan on doing the lizard thing with like baby rat snakes. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna gather up as many Mediterranean day geckos we can, we can find and freeze them and just have them. What rat have snakes them on are deck. you planning to be difficult? 
I mean, some of the yellow, the little tiny yellows and Everglades, and you know, some of that stuff can be kind of. Yeah. A lot, of, a lot of those will also bigger. do really well on live. Uh, so, uh, you know, my my Everglades, I did have a couple that were a pain in the ass. Didn't really go for scenting, um, but would do okay with live. Uh, like just a straight a, live pinky. Straight live pinky, tiniest pinky, like, like fresh out of the mother's womb. Right. Right. Uh, Chris Montrose. Uh, who we hope to have on Cornstar soon, uh, sent me some videos of how he tease feeds a lot of his like Florida rats. And he's like, yeah, I don't send anything. I just do this. And he sent me this video and I was like, holy shit. That's like not what I expected. And then when I saw a video of him doing it and, and you know, he needs to make a YouTube video or something because he's, you know, the guy's uh, again, another just deep, deep well of knowledge. He, on these he's things. the freaking guru, man. Yeah, he's the like, guy. He's and the I was man. like, oh my God, that makes so much sense. And so this year with my Everglades, there's the other species, um, bred really late last year. I cohab mine. Uh, they kind of got a natural cooling, kind of went through a natural food cycle. Um, I I think I think they'll go again. I don't know. They're, uh, you have you had a pair. I, th- I think you lost one. Yeah. I lost yeah, one yeah, too. One. Uh, they, a pain in the ass, tailing rat snakes, uh, shoving tails down their throat. It doesn't really work. No, uh, I did that once with the one I lost, and I was like, I no, not doing this. Nah. The only species I had luck right. uh, tailing was the pyros. Uh, I tailed my pyros for forever, uh, and then hognose. So Mexican hognose, uh, which I, I bought, I like I I like buying snakes out of the egg. I bought some alterna out of the egg this year and got them all going. Uh, that was kind of because I didn't have super good success with my alterna yeah. egg incubation. Or ask Laster about that. How do you incubate alterna eggs or Mex- uh, Mexicana eggs? It's, it's very different. There's 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 a plan you need to have because uh, they can't get too overhydrated because they'll drown in the egg. Um, so my my alterna out of like ten eggs, I got like five or six, something like that. I had had a pretty pretty low survival rate, uh, but I didn't have to tail any of my alterna. But the pyros I had to tail for a long time. Uh, the the Mexican hogs, which uh, uh, Ryan has now. Yep. Ryan Cox. Uh, I, I tailed those for a little while because I just didn't. Again, my gun was not loaded. I was didn't really. I thought, oh, you know, maybe I'll boil a pinky. It'll be good. Uh, and then and then I stopped tailing them. And I was like, OK, I've got to sort this out. And, and and those, you know, it was it was it was a spattering of different things. Uh, but two of them ended up going on tuna juice on wash pinkies. And then the third one, that was a massive holdout. I tried everything with would not do toad setting. They did not want toads. <laughs> ended up going on a, a wash pinky uh, soaked in Campbell's chicken noodle soup. Um, no which, way. Yeah, oh, my which God. A, which I saw in like a hognose breeders video talking about scenting for hognose. He was like, yeah, try Campbell's chicken noodle soup. And I was like, nah. And I did it. And, and, and I still have a bag of, of frozen chicken noodle soup that I use <laughs> and a bag of frozen tuna, uh, tuna juice that I use. For whatever reason, dude, that thing started going, and it never – I mean, it took like three or four cent things, and it was just like, oh, my God, pinkies are great. Now, I think he bred them this year. I, I think Cox bred those things this year. Yeah, he's uh, trying. I know he's trying. I don't know, if he, I don't know if he's gotten anything from him yet, but, <laughs> but I know he's dude, trying. Uh, you know, uh, so it, it's pl- – plan on it. You know what I mean? I, I, had, I had some corns this year that were tough. Uh, you know, most corns go frozen dog right off the rip. My, my next step is boiling pinks, uh, and, they, and they start going with that. Um, I had a couple holdouts. I did have a couple that just didn't make it. You know what? You, you, you have 80 snakes, a couple of them just, it ain't going to happen. Yeah. Uh, I had a beautiful uh, Motley Snow uh, girl last year, and I did 
everything to keep the snake alive. Tail, 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 tail. And uh, she just never was going to eat. And and I think I just made a conscious decision. wasn't meant decision. to be. Yeah, I made a conscious decision at one point. I was like, look, I have tried every scenting with every lizard I have, scenting with chicken, scenting with tuna, scenting with uh, chicken noodle soup. Uh, and and this, this snake is not going to eat. I tried live. I tried live scented. I tried live brained. Uh, you know, you start trying some stuff and, and it's like, you know, this snake ain't going to eat. And, 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 uh, you know, it, 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 it met its there's end. A, and became, there's a reason mom food. has 15. Yeah. Right. And that's you know, what I, I like, and it sounds like kind of fucked up or whatever, but like, that's, that's why I don't push tailing that hard because like that, yeah. that is exactly why snakes yeah. have so many babies. Yeah, so many eggs because some are just bound to not do well. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. and that and that's the other thing. If you keep that thing alive and you basically force it to live, what's it gonna reproduce? Yeah. What do you what do you think? Is that those shitty traits are just gonna be yeah. passed on to its offspring? And it's like, what do you what what good are you doing the hobby so at that point? Don't, you know? Just don't I, try to keep it alive. I'm saying I, I, try. I'm saying try to keep it alive, but I'm not saying I'm saying don't force it to yeah. be alive. You know what I, I mean? There, like there's there's a little it's a fine line. There's there's a, there's a caveat. There's a fine line on that, and, and I and I think you intend this when you say that. If I have a hundred corn snakes and ninety of them eat mice, those other ten might not make it. If yeah. if I have three cyania and they don't want to eat mice, it makes sense. Different right? story. Yeah, different story. The, the, yeah, the four people in this country that have bred them right are like, no, they start out on tails. So it's yeah, what. This animal is not, it's a rat snake. It's not eating rats. What? What's right. wrong? You know what I mean? And maybe those are not things that we need to put genetically into the hobby. Animals that don't do that, you know, you're not going to have 90% of your alterna starting out on, on frozen thawed. You're, you're not going to. And if you do, good God, right? Breed that line of alterna. <laughs> yeah. Uh, don't stop ever. <laughs> yeah, don't stop. I, I had one off the rip eat frozen thawed, and I was just like, I did it. I won. <laughs> uh, I, I was like, I'm the man. I'm the best. I've literally, I'm the best. <laughs> I win. Uh, I, I, I've kept Alterna for twenty. I'm 37. I got my first Alterna when I was 18, so I've kept Alterna for 19 years. Uh, I've tried to breed them, probably five or six years in there, but I didn't really think about cooling them, even though every book I read said cool them. Uh, and then I finally breed them after all these years because I finally have somebody that's like, yeah, let me put them in my deep freezer for four months, and they they breed like gangbusters. When the things are cooled and they come out, they shed, they are ready to go. And, uh, you know, I, but I knew right off the bat, they're not going to eat frozen. Though. That's not what they do. They don't want live. They don't, they don't want mice. And in all actuality, I wish I could have lizards to feed them for the first year of their life. Uh, you find a wild caught male, female, doesn't matter. That's one year, two years old. They'll always eat mice. That's mm -hmm. what they will eat in the wild. But those babies, there are not mice that small. You have kangaroo rats out there. Um, but, you know, your, your vermin level out there is very low, especially in the mountains. You know, they're, they're eating lizards. They're eating geckos. They're eating stuff like that. So, oh. yeah. I do. And I, I love the species. I did enjoy them very much when I had them. But like I said, like breeding wise, I don't. I'm very not inclined to do that again. Yeah. <laughs> There, I think if somebody is looking for an animal that's calm, slow, eats great, is pretty bulletproof, uh, and is just 
gorgeous. It's shocking mm-hmm. what they look. Nothing else looks like that, right? None of the Mexican kings look like that. Maybe your Mex Mex kind of have a similar look, but they have this gray, silver, blue, uh, and orange. You're you're not going to find another snake like that. Buy one from a reputable breeder that already has it feeding. You're you're going to pay a premium now. I mean, uh, I'll turn to sell for three hundred bucks a baby now if they're eating. Yeah, uh, they're two hundred bucks a piece, uh, give or take. Uh, not eating, right? You get some F ones or something. You're paying two hundred bucks out of the egg. Uh, you're going to pay for it, but you're going to have something that's going to live a long time. It's going to be easy to keep, and it's going to be special. Uh, so that, that that's. You know, a, a yeah. thing for, you know, anybody's still listening at two hours and 20 minutes if you're looking for yeah. a snake and you don't know about snakes already. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. She go to my own. But speaking of being at two hours and 20 minutes, it's about time. If people aren't already aware of, bad boy of where they can get a hold of you which if they've listened to this show for any extended period of time, they should already know and be familiar with the THP man of the year for 2021. Yeah. We're out here. We're just making moves. We're out here. You know, it's whatever. Uh, yeah. My honestly, the best way to get a hold of me, uh, my name's Chris Painshop. Uh, message me on Facebook. I don't do anything with my Badlands for Pediculture page on Facebook anymore. Cause Chris Facebook with a really K. doesn't. Chris with K K R I S P I N S E H A B K R I S one. KRS once. Oh man. Great artist. Uh but yeah, just message me directly on Facebook or go to Instagram. I, I try to post regularly. I'm extremely bad at social media. Um it's because you're old. Badland- I'm old. <laughs> I'm fucking old. Uh Badlands or Pediculture on uh on Instagram and, and God, anybody that messaged me, I tell everybody this. Message me. I love talking. Uh I'll I'll you know, I may may take me a bit of time to message you back. Uh, but anybody that knows this message me. I'm gonna talk to you about reptiles. I love it. It's gonna happen. Uh, takes a while. Sometimes I work a lot. Uh, I got a kid, got a family. We, we, I, I'm on the go all the time. I'm always trying to get out and herp and have time with my wife and time with my kids. So what a weirdo. Yeah. yeah. I just never, never stop, never sleep. Uh, just, but yeah, message me. I'll message you back. Um, I, I do have if anybody's interested. I have some bacon line gargs ready to go that are just killers. Uh, bacon line stuff is good. It's nice. Bacon line stuff is good, man. Um, I, I gonna have a lot of snakes this year. Uh, don't really know how I plan on like marketing anything. I don't really do morph market or anything like that. Not that that's a bad avenue. Uh, I usually just post stuff on Instagram. Probably just gonna send it all to my friends. Y'all are just getting all a bunch of snakes this year. <laughs> I, Dude, I can't wait for another Chris box. God damn it. I, know. I, I love just, I'm just like, I'm just <laughs> I, I held back so many snakes last year that then I slowly have to get rid of them and send them to y'all. I'm just like, all right, I got it. I got We can't. I don't. I can't get rid of the snake, but y'all have to keep it forever because I can't. Keep it. <laughs> uh, hey, I'm, I'm gonna tell this, everybody out there that doesn't know me that wants to buy snakes this year. I, I may. I may be hitting the prices a little harder this year. Mice have gotten really expensive. Yeah. Shipping's gotten really well, expensive. I mean, yeah. It's hitting you hard this year. You arm shirt on, so. Yo, hey, whenever you start sending frozen, we're, trying, mice we're working to me, on it, man. I'm we're, in, we're slowly uh, getting there. God, it's expensive. I, yeah, I think I think my rodent bill uh, is, is around seven hundred dollars a month right now. Ah, um, God. So, ah, yeah. ow, what? It, fifteen, uh, fifteen to twenty small rats a week. Uh, I don't know, fifty mice a week, something like that. Uh, yeah, dude, it adds up, man. And then plus shipping. Uh, yeah, my my every other week box is about three hundred bucks. 
so, give or take, right? Like give or take. Uh, and I'm and I'm and I'm already slowing down on feeding males, uh, which instead of doing weekly feedings, uh, I start going to about ten day feedings. Some of the corn snake males, hey, eh, you're gonna eat every two weeks, every three weeks, something like that. Uh, you know, our, my pitchiophis. You don't feed a male for two weeks. You do that for a couple months, you're gonna know real quick. Uh, he's gonna get thin. Uh, so, the, the, you know, pits are big. They 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 shit big. <laughs> they eat big. And, and and you know, I I. I a big thing for people out there that are looking for pointers on trying to save money on mice uh, right now, uh, go with uh, chicks. You know what I mean? Uh, if you've got a snake big enough to eat chicks, they're cheaper. Um, I think it's been talked about before. I don't know the dietary quality of a chick compared to a, a jumbo mouse or a large mouse or even a small mouse. Uh, but man, when, when you're when you're breeding, I think I was pairing up 19, 20 pairs this year. Uh, you're you're, you're putting a lot of money into those females, getting them going. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then when each of those mice is a dollar, dollar fifty, or whatever. I, again, I don't, I don't know off the top of my head the exact. And you're, you're feeding them three, every three days after brumation, or every five days after brumation, or every three days after laying eggs, and you feel it, you feel it. But just you know, I, you guys know this. Expect and, increases, and we've heard that from multiple people. Yeah, you know, every, it's a, a, lot it's of a people, thing. A lot of people are saying that, and so I mean, there, there, there's, there's probably no such thing as a. 35 or 50 or 60 dollar corn snake anymore i mean it's just not no nope. it's just not gonna happen and, and now i say that i still every normal i hatch i give away to a kid at a show so i, I don't know they're, they're still that kid. right <laughs> good luck getting yeah. mice it, for it, cheap <laughs> i dude i always come with some scheme to some parent comes over there looking at animals and i'm just like oh you want a, you want a corn snake like, how much of these they don't have prices on them i'm like oh you're in luck don't in. worry it all eats chicken noodle soup <laughs> it eats chicken noodle soup uh <laughs> yeah uh oh, so geez. yeah that's, i think that's something that we're all gonna have to deal with as hobbyists yeah. this year also financially is just gonna be tough on everybody gas went up uh, you yeah, know, uh, finances gone. are lower than ever. We're not we're not getting stimulus checks this year. Uh, people are still out of work. Uh, shipping. Oh, my God. Uh, shipping 60 to 80 dollars. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't boxes. had I haven't noticed any major changes in shipping for me. Yeah, I just shipped to Mike Kosicki a couple we weeks ago. Reptiles Express. I shipped. Uh, I, I used, used Reptiles Reptile. Express. Yeah. I use Reptile Express. I shipped to North Carolina for 38 bucks. Yeah, it I've hasn't been bad. I've almost got my, you know, Reptiles Express. As you spend more money with them, you start getting discounts. I think I'm about to hit my 10% discount. Like, I'm very close. Uh, mm -hmm. But still, I mean, I, I shipped the 6 by 6 by 6 to uh, uh, Hardin County Reptiles, I believe. Uh, yeah, he's in gosh, Tennessee, I think. Yeah, yeah, he's in Tennessee. It was $61. I mean, that's what it costs. Uh, it, it, you know, it, shipping supplies go up. Uh, yeah, 22s go up. The shipping supplies is a lot of is one thing that people really don't take into consideration a lot. Yeah. You know, like shipping I, supplies are not cheap. <laughs> like, somewhere on camera, you can see up here. I have these. All these boxes are full of boxes and, and foam and stuff. <laughs> I don't know. I got all this shit in the garage. Uh, but yeah, it's man, it's a real deal, man. It, it, yeah. It's it, it's tough, and you know we're gonna. Um, I I'm not really making money off of snakes. Kind of funny. Make money off of cargo geckos, but I don't really make money off of snakes too much. Uh, to to beyond pad the pad the pad the cost, but you know, it, but those costs have to change. Uh, you know, if, if some people manage things differently than me, I have my own account for snakes, right? Like, so I have a dedicated account that is only uh, reptile money, right? 
Uh, it doesn't touch my bank account. It's, it cannot touch my credit card, or if I don't, I don't even know if we have a credit card. Uh, it can't touch my my bank account. <laughs> it, it is only uh, my yeah. my PayPal account, uh, and it has a dedicated bank account. And so, w- once I start seeing that 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 influx or, or, or deflux is 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 difficult to to handle with those rodent bills, man, the rodent bills been hitting me this year. Uh, you know, so that we're all gonna have to kind of get through as as hobbyists and see where that goes. Yeah. Well, this has been a great episode, yeah, Chris. Thank you so much for pinch hitting last minute for us. It's, um, it's always, always fun to have you on. I was super stoked when Justin said you were going to come on. I was like, yes, it's caught to get to talk to we're Chris. Have John next week. Nice. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Barring hopefully. any other scheduling things on our end, yeah. anybody, you know, any. He's, he's sending God. me West Texas pictures of skeletons. He's finding. Nice. So nice. <laughs> So this episode cool. was brought to you by blackboxcages.com. Check them out. Best Check out their the website, best. Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff. Uh, Steve Snakeshuary, Venom Hot Sauce. Check that out too, stevesnakeshuary.com. Uh, all good people. We'll be back for Snakes and Stogies 119 Monday night. Um, remember, the May raffle is up on our website right now, herpeticulturenetwork.com. <laughs> There is a really nice low expression red coastal from Eric Hernandez. Um, the cigar band Snakes and Stogies Tumblr and some isopods and other Vivaria supplies from Puget Sound Python. So check that out. Uh, everyone have a good evening, a good morning, a good day. A good single to Mayo. Thing.